We come now to Elona's Midtown, about five minutes after we last saw Bo make the decision to uh, not not follow Ellie, not follow um, Aura, and in fact walk in a different direction. Where are you headed, Bo, if anywhere, or are you walking aimlessly? I'd probably go somewhere where it's more familiar to me, so I'd probably try and, well, find what was once my home. Oh, and um, where is that? I, well, it, it's, uh, <laughs> I'd say it's more um, around the slums of Bologna, I guess you can say. So you're probably headed south um, from Midtown down towards where the Lowtown is. Lowtown is partially in and partially outside of the main gate, the city spills outwards from um, an old kind of ancient wall that's realistically not been used for any military purpose for a really long time. There have been no wars in Alexandria for hundreds of years. Um, though there have been skirmishes and things that have, and conflicts that have happened around Lacrin, for the most part, Bologna's been extremely peaceful. Um, even though... The country has kind of militaristic roots. Um, it's a bit like one of those, um, like a Scandinavian country that used to be Vikings, and they know that. But now, you know, they're just a peaceful, modern country. And uh, that's kind of what it's like with Bologna. So you find that there are lots of castles and fortresses and towers and just great big walls and stuff. Um, Bologna itself is... And has always been the capital, so there is this huge wall that runs around the um, the midtown and some of Lowtown. Outside, though, the the city continues beyond these walls. Um, the city outside of the walls is like a is a borderline slum. It's more just kind of really compact dwelling houses, you know, low income families and. Um, uh, rundown taverns and stuff like that. Inside the wall, there is a slightly less rundown low town. Are you in or outside of that wall? Um, I'd probably say I'm inside. All right. So you're heading down the probably sort of the main high street. You guys were kind of on that one of the more central, um, wider roads. Um, that runs alongside the, the widest parts of the river, even though there are many canals that spread out, um, particularly around the northern side of the city. You've probably been walking for five minutes, ten minutes, before you start to um, leave the more um, midtown market atmosphere and head more into the kind of uh, lower town 
um, homes, um, and uh, you feel a pinch on kind of on your lower back, not quite on your buttock. Oh, okay, that's that's good. No pinchy bum, please. No, yeah. not not without you know consent first. Um, I I guess I I turn around to to see if. Uh, there's something or someone behind me? There's somebody there. Um, there's a gentleman who's carrying two small um, barrels. They've probably got mead under them. You can see that he's moving it from a cart uh, into a, a nearby tavern. Well, uh, seeing he's got his hands full, I, I suppose I offer us uh, some help. He looks at you. As you suddenly turn on him, he looks over at you and says, All right, Governor. Oh, hi. I, I, I can see how you've got your hands full there. Do you need a hand with uh, one of those uh, barrels? Uh, listen, old timer. If you want a drink, yeah, just head inside. I'm sure they'll sort you out with something. Oh, uh, well, uh, all right. I'll, I'll take it as you've, you've got this covered, but uh, all right. He just I, I thinks you're a thief. I, oh. <laughs> well, I... I suppose I head inside this this tavern then for said drink. As you get near the uh, the tavern doorway, you can see it's just known as the Green Tavern. Um, there's a big green door that's open. Inside of it, you can hear um, the hustle and bustle of like a relatively busy kind of um, tavern. Again, they're kind of over um, capacity a lot of the time because of the um recent destruction to many homes and properties and stuff it's a relatively run down terraced tavern between what looks like two houses um small similar um to oh you didn't go to it but to morana's in the sense that it's just a a single thin looking house that's been converted the lower floor and then the upper floor looks like it's also part of the tavern um a little bigger than morana's a little less um disheveled but really just seems like a local um pub um as you put a hand uh onto the door frame um you notice that your leg gives out a little bit and you the room swells as you move towards the opening of the doorway there is a moment where um you begin to stumble I guess I'm overwhelmed by this feeling that um, I try to balance myself, but I guess I lose my my footing and I fall flat on my face as I enter. From behind you, the person that was watching you says, Hey, I don't think you need anything else to drink, do you? I I haven't even started yet. I, I turn to him as I'm still laying on the ground. You begin to speak, but the words don't come out. You just kind of slur through them, your tongue feeling fat in your mouth. You try to say what you say, but it comes out as a... You you see the fellow looking down at you. Behind him, the sky above him, quite clear today, um, begins to kind of zoom in and out, kind of like a dolly zoom. He remains in focus, but the sky stretches out beyond where he is. There's somebody else behind you shouting down at you. Get out of the way. Come on. Someone move this old guy out of the way. The guy with the barrels is standing over. You see him kind of frustrated that you're in the way of the door and he begins to put one down. What do you do? 
I, I guess I'm gonna crawl um, with whatever strength I have. Uh, I, I feel like a wet noodle. Yeah, give me a roll. Oh boy. Oh, I'm scared. If you, you may notice that Bo already has a six. Um, yes. On one of the rolls that we did before the game began. And Brad said nothing. You crawling in or out? Um, I guess I'm crawling out. You begin to crawl kind of out of the bar. You summon up what strength you can. Your arms feel like hollow. It doesn't feel like you have any legs at all, but you begin to move on some sort of muscle memory, some ability. You start to crawl out of the way. You can hear people around you. There's two or three people inside the tavern who appear to just be laughing at you. They just think you're some old drunk. The um, fellow who uh, was trying to get past you, oh yeah, finally, you hear him step out and he just walks over you and starts to move away. The guy who's holding the barrels says, maybe no more for you today, eh? Bit early begins to pick up his barrels again. You are feeling very woozy. Your arms, your body starting to feel extremely weak. Um, you're not quite like blacking out, but it seems like you probably will do soon. Oh boy. I'm instantly thinking of Ellie, Aura, and Suna. I, like, I, I feel like, man, if I was with them, this wouldn't be happening to me right now. I... I just hope wherever they are, they're safe and not in this situation like myself. You hear uh, another voice say, Oh, grandfather. Uh, A fellow moves into your vision. Two boots, clean-looking boots. A robe draped down around them. Um, You see this figure lean down over you, casting kind of a shadow, and you can see behind... um, and underneath an inconspicuous looking robe, but a thick one, um, a Fearbolg man, but quite a short and thin looking Fearbolg. Fearbolgs are usually kind of giant kin. Um, they look like big, large gnomes quite a lot of the time is a quick way to describe them, usually a large nose. Um, however, this Fearbolg seems to be quite small considering. However, um, His clothing is quite nice underneath the robe. You can also see that he's got, like, relatively long hair, which is pulled up into a a kind of tight um, bun up on the back of his head. Um, He does have a flourish of hair hanging down the side of his face. He has some piercings, a little beard. He seems to be um, relatively well-dressed, very clean-looking, and he leans down and looks at you. Um, He says, Come on, Grandfather. Let me help you up. He holds out his hand. I, I, I don't remember having a, a, a grandson. Um, I reluctantly, but uh, take his hand. Yeah, the words do not come out. You try to formulate that sentence, but it's again a... is what kind of comes out. The fear bulb lifts you up um, and begins to lead you down uh, the street a little further. You can feel that he's doing most of the lifting and you're stumbling. It does feel kind of like you're like absurdly drunk it most certainly looks that way um the uh fear bulb leads you into an alleyway and says mr bobo you are under arrest uh, you you know me i uh, arrest and that is I, where I we get... switch 
as you try to say all of those words, but you absolutely do not. Back further along in Midtown, we have Aura. And Aura... You head away in the opposite direction, I think, to um, Ellie. The opposite direction to Bo. Um, where are you going? I'm actually heading to the Inquisition to see Reginald. Perfect. You are heading all the way up to the um, northern part of town. Um, this is a slightly longer walk. Um, not because it's further away, but because the the um, streets become more and more um, congested as you start to move through Midtown towards the High Town, which is where a lot of the nobles live. However, you're moving now into just like the deepest market district where all the taverns are really bloated. Um, you move towards uh, the Inquisition headquarters I think it probably takes you about 10 minutes 15 minutes before you're really in the thick of it um what are you thinking about what are you feeling after the events of last session I think about the time my father told me to never say anything to anyone when your head is not on straight. And so when Ellie was saying that I was not loyal and I was projecting onto her, I, instead of, instead of making it worse, I just decided to leave for right now, but my heart's heavy that it went that way. Someone is following you. Do I know someone is following me? You pick up on it with whatever you want that 18 to represent. You realize now that the full 15 minutes since you left the other two, the same figure has been semi-brazenly following you. I think you you pick up on it because they're not trying to hide themselves, um, but they're also not actively moving towards you. You see um, a fellow tiefling. Um, However, this tiefling is very large looking they have um sort of bright red um skin um you can see that they have uh um lots of of burn marks and scars um and wounds over just just the pieces of their face that you can see underneath a robe um the robe is absolutely an inquisition robe this is not one of their robes that they wear to just kind of fit in this is uh an inquisitor openly moving through the streets behind you and has been taking the same turns you've been taking following you um and when you catch them whether you look at them or not they're looking at you you could make that out um underneath uh what he's wearing you can you can see that um he is relatively like he's, he seems to be armed like he has um 
a belt with all sorts of jars that look like pots or potions. Um, you can see a short sword and you can see that he's wearing kind of like a thick looking leather armor of sorts, maybe underneath that. It's like I'm just moving along and I notice that someone is mimicking my movements and I probably take some time to give this person the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're going to a stall that I'm not aware of but when i realize that it's an inquisitor robe and that they are in fact tailing me because of how my last interaction went with ellie i'm going to turn around and confront this person so i'm just going to stop and i'm going to look at him can i help you this um tiefling continues to walk towards you and we're in the middle of probably a really busy looking crossroads there is lots of people moving back and forth there is plenty of people um uh, with uh, moving with purpose, plenty of people who seem to be wandering, um, carts trundled by. Um, this figure strides through them all, and they unconsciously part um, out of his way as he moves up towards where you are. When he gets to you, he, he stands really tall. He's maybe 6'4"-ish, um... Pretty muscular looking, pretty strong looking, a relatively imposing figure. Um, you can see now when he gets very close to you that his his face is is um, very burnt in several places. This is very rare for a tiefling, for the record. Tieflings do not burn easy. Um, his horns um, stick up um, out of his head and they've they're chipped and uh, the, the end of one of them appears to have been... Um, broken off in a, probably a very painful fashion, but probably also a long time ago. Um, he looks down to you and hands you a pair of handcuffs, shackles, manacles, and then grunts. <clears throat> I don't take them. I don't know what you want me to do with that. You can use your words. <clears throat> really not in the mood for whatever puzzle game you have for me right now. He mimics putting a manacle on your wrist. <clears throat> so you want me to take those handcuffs and put them on myself so you can take me away? He smiles at you. Okay, um, have a nice day. I hope that you have a wonderful afternoon. I've got to go. And I turn around and I start walking. He away. grabs your shoulder and it's a rough grab. <clears throat> okay, we're in a public place. I will make a scene. I will make... This man is touching me. Let me just roll a couple dice. Two people turn. You um, you notice immediately that uh, uh, two people turn to you instantly, as if uh, like good-natured people turn. <gasps> One of them says, "Hey, you! Oh, never mind, never mind." He, he yes, he is Inquisition, but that doesn't mean good day. he's allowed to just grab me. They move He's not away. Even saying words. Two or three other people stop and begin to watch a circle slowly forming around you. I don't know what you want from me, but you can use your words. <clears throat> okay, are you okay? I grab his face and I'm gonna squeeze his mouth open to see if he has a tongue. <laughs> uh, you grab his face. He actually lets you do it, um, but he lifts his neck up, and you can see that there is. Um, some really rough scarring around his throat. Lots of um, damage at one point. It looks um, 
less like um, uh, burn marks, more like um, rope or hang marks, that kind of a thing. It seems like the, the area around his throat and, and larynx at some point was very badly damaged and he lowers his head down again against the strength of your um, hand and points to the shackles. <clears throat> when I squeeze or open his mouth, does he have a tongue or like does he not have teeth or something? Uh, he. I don't think his mouth opens. If you squeeze him, he just you can just feel the sides of his face and his skin is tough. Can you open your mouth? Like, I need to know if you can't speak because it would eliminate a whole difficult part of this conversation. He opens his mouth. Inside, he has maybe four teeth. Um, <laughs> his tongue is nowhere to be seen. I'm going to see the scarring on his neck, the burns on his face. I know since I'm a tiefling that burns do not happen. We're, like, resistant to flames, and I see he has no tongue, and he has four teeth. And, I mean, his horns are all chipped. Did you get this way because of the Inquisition? Mimics kind of... You want to kill me? He mimics pointing at you, and then neck slitting, and then... Shackles again and points to them, which I assume either, are you still holding them or are they on the ground? If he handed them to me, I never took them. Then they're on the ground in front of you. He points to them. Well, I've got something that you might understand. Um, I point to them on the ground. Why don't you put them on your wrist and then you turn around and walk away from me because I really am not in the mood for this. I'm going to go see your buddy Reginald and then, then you know what? Go find somebody else to kill. I don't really... It's not going to be me today. <clears throat> Shakes his head to you. Uh, tiefling to tiefling? I just... You're so much better than this. Give me a roll. A nine. He looks angry. When you mention tiefling to tiefling. I pick up that he looks angry? Yeah. Are you not okay with who you are? Is that why you're getting upset? <clears throat> he spits on the ground in front of you and points at you. <clears throat> so you think that I am just a piece of trash that belongs on the ground if you're going to spit at my feet. Points at the shackles. Okay, well, why don't you do this? You pick up those, stick them up your ass, and then, you know, go do whatever you do. And I turn around and I start walking away. (laughs) Okay. There is a few seconds. You start to walk away. You hear a gasp from the crowd, and then a... of, like, an igniting of something that sounds like you know, gas or something like that. What do you do? Because I'm a tiefling, do I instinctively know what it is? You know that there's fire somewhere. There is that fear response in me that makes me want to turn around and look, but I'm so, my adrenaline's so high from the confrontation I just had 
with Ellie that I'm I'm not thinking as clearly as I normally would. And I'm like, no, you're not gonna look back. You just gotta keep if you look back, that's gonna show that you're weak. And so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep on. Okay. I have like a flashback of Grim. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of in the back of my head. Oh yeah. And so what I would like to do is just prepare myself. I want to to focus my hearing on if I hear the flames coming closer to me that I can dive or duck out of the way. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Roll me a dice. Okay. 14. 14. Now under the rules of quest, a 14 is a success. You accomplish what you were trying to do without any compromises. If you are dealing damage, you deal the standard amount. There is a few seconds and you're walking away, the frustration of the moment, this kind of um, horrible um, deja vu or mirroring of this situation. Once again, you come to the big city and this big dude, lumbering kind of Neanderthal man wanders over to you and begins a, a potentially violent confrontation. Um, there is a moment um, when you catch that sound of flames um, then you hear a whistling like something is being thrown at you you instinctively duck and move um, out of the way I think probably for us witnessing this um, the difference between Aura at the beginning of the campaign and Aura now is significant um, you move now with like a purpose and a strength that um, it's almost supernatural because the levels that you've managed to um, get to as a group you guys have been fighting gods and things so avoiding a simple molotov cocktail is nothing for you however you roll out of the way it looks cool it's like everyone shouts out a bunch of people who are in front of you dive out of the way and in front of you this glass shatters and then a as there's some flame that spreads out in front of you i avoid it though correct you've avoided it completely I mean, I, I'm going to turn around now and look at this guy. He's standing there <laughs> with a, a sort of circular potion pot, is what it looks like, like an orb of, of uh, some kind with a, um, a liquid inside that you would assume to be some sort of flammable liquid. You see him in his other hand um, flicker... Um, uh, two two things together and then a little flame ignites igniting the second Molotov and he throws it at you and this is brazen by the way you're in a crowded area yeah. this is wild um, and he just launches it at you what do you do um, can I pull out my bow and arrow and use dead eye and hit the Molotov cocktail while it's in midair <laughs> you absolutely can try Okay. Roll me a dice. Okay. Oh, sh the three. Let's see. As you now fight in what looks like a Street Fighter level, surrounded by people in a kind of ring that is forming. There are flames behind you. You pull out a bow just as he throws a another Molotov at you. You fire an arrow and it... You hear it dink the side of the glass. It kind of turns have, the glass a little. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I have upgraded Deadeye. Yes. Wait, what does Deadeye do to add to this roll? Um, 
Deadeye, well, the upgrade, I'll just read the upgrade. You take yeah. aim and focus your senses, automatically scoring a triumph with ranged oh. weaponry on a nearby creature or object that you target. The hit disables the targeted limb. Well, yeah. Nice. So, yeah, so you just, you don't even need to roll. You just consume whatever it costs to do this, okay. um, which is uh, three. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you hear the dink as this, you pull an arrow out, you knock it instantly. This thing flies towards the air and then... This arrow hits the glass. There is a an explosion. This this um, glass is hit by the arrow. It ignites. There is a an explosion in the air. Flames rain everywhere as j- napalm explodes over you, over um, this inquisitor, and then the crowd who suddenly shift backwards, giving you an even wider circle. Um, there's a kind of a scream as a few people kind of move backwards. Um, the Inquisitor and yourself are hit by some of these flames, but it's nowhere near enough to do any damage to your skin. He doesn't even flinch at this. You may react however you want, but you will get hit by some of this flame. It cannot hurt you. It's nowhere near enough to hurt your tiefling skin. I think it's uncomfortable, but I'm trying so hard to just maintain that you can't phase me attitude that even if it hurts a little bit or stings, I just, it's probably like my eyes water a little bit, but I like choke it back. What is your problem? He kicks the manacles across the way towards you. You see me roll my eyes in a very dramatic way. There are people everywhere. Are you trying to kill people? Aren't you supposed to protect us? Inquisition? I'm going to go see your buddy Reginald. Who's got us on a little mission? <laughs> so why are you here? Throwing fucking Maltov cocktails at me? There is like a you get the like this kind of crazed sense from him. He seems slightly unhinged. He seems kind of crazy. Like he doesn't seem to be listening to any of your logic. He when you gesture to the people, he looks at them. His eyes kind of rolling around in his head a little bit. He brings out his short sword, and you see him just pouring um, some of this liquid from one of the other pots on his um, belt. He throws it to the ground, and then he clicks these two um, thimbles that he's got in his hand together, igniting the sword. He then brandishes the flaming sword. There's actually a few people around you that cheer. If anything, they seem like they're on his side. This man is large. He's He's very large flaming potions at me. I... I don't think I can outrun him. I don't think he's going to stop chasing me. I'm going to pull out my sword. Yeah, yours is not a short sword. His is just a a small blade, kind of a sidearm, really. Yours is a ridiculously large claymore on your back. Can I try using um a skill <laughs> yes. i don't know if i can it's called don't you know who i am and it's uh you impress common folk and minions by pre- pretending to be someone notable but i can i use this to intimidate this tiefling well what do you do yeah you can you have to use uh the cost one ap consume the one ap and you what do you do because he kind of pulls out this flaming sword and lifts it up a few people kind of coming to his side um cheering a few people again the kind of crowd of ah um what do you 
do in return? I, I pull out my sword and I know the way the sun hits it because I've played with the sword so much that I kind of twist it a little bit so like the glint hits him in the eyes. You're gonna fight me with that? I don't think you realize who I am. So I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt and I'm gonna say maybe just walk away and I'll go talk to your buddy Reginald before you get hurt. There's some people on your side of this circle that suddenly start cheering. Um, you hear a mutter and a, 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 you can kind of just, and this is in the very back of your um, thought process here, but you can hear people going, who is she? What, what did she say she was? She's a tawny knight? Who is that? Um, he throws the sword at you. He just launches it forward. It begins to turn over and over in, in the air. The flames... Roll me a dice. Roll, I'm just, I'm checking something. Okay. Yeah. A 20, a natural 20. Natural 20. How do you avoid this? Describe it. It can be as cool as you want. Honestly, I like the idea. I just take my sword, I hold it up, and it like hits my sword, and his sword just shatters into a million pieces and it falls to the ground. You just, and you then I just pull carry it, back, it like, out of the air like baseball. Yeah. Yeah, you do that. There's like a a, a sudden um, as you pull this this huge blade off of your back, he throws a flaming sword at you, and you just ding it. It explodes. It hit. It kind of shatters into like four or five pieces around you. The flames hitting the ground, going out. There's a cheer from behind you, and then a boo from behind him. You see him um, start to move forwards towards you again, pulling out another um, alchemist's kind of flask what do you want to do mm. I'm gonna give you one more one more opportunity to walk away sir he's walking at he's striding towards you now I'm just gonna mutter to myself I guess he wants some more scars and I'd like to use wild attack on him okay what is wild attack you attack with reckless power, disregarding your safety. Describe a signature style for this attack and what it looks like when you make it. And then depending on how well I roll, either my, oh God, my weapon can break. I miss, I deal double, quadruple, or yeah. So there's like different levels, I guess. I can post it in chat if you want. I can see it, roll it. Okay, oh my God. A 13. A 13 is that you deal double damage. He throws this Molotov now towards you. Um, what do you do? Whatever you do will strike him and you will deal double damage to him. He throws the, the cocktail and I jump back and so it explodes on the ground in front of me and I jump over the flames and through them and I have the sword up over my head and I just bring it down and hope to God I hit him and I, I imagine I'm aiming for his shoulder. Okay. So, you do that. You launch yourself forward through these flames, he's not expecting it. No one else is expecting it. These flames rush up around you as you move forward. 
this huge sword comes down. You feel it hit the side of where his shoulder is and you feel it bite into his flesh. You can feel that it hits some part of the the leathers that run up on along his shoulders underneath this robe. You see it instantly cut through the robe. Um, then you feel it bite straight through those leathers and then you see his blood running down the bottom of your um, sword. He is stumbling backwards. There's a grunt from him as soon as you hit him. <clears throat> and as his blood runs down this sword, he looks down at you and says, Under arrest. He says to me, under arrest? Yeah. Um, can I take the shackles off the ground and cuff him? <laughs> you absolutely may try. Roll me a dice. A natural 20. <laughs> How do you do it? When he says under arrest, I'm proud of him for actually saying words because like that tenderness of aura is kind of coming through and I go, no. And then I grab the shackles off the ground and when he's like touching his arm, I just grab his hands and I pull them behind his back. And it's just like in an action movie where it happens so fast. And then all of a sudden he's on the ground and he has his hands behind him and he's cuffed. Yeah. He's laying on the ground. There's a lot of blood running down um, his chest and pulling now around him from what seems to be a pretty deep wound in his uh, shoulder area. Um, you move around him. He kind of tries to move, but you see him wince at the pain. You push him down. You grab the manacle. You get one wrist into it. You see him reach out towards you, but you grab his wrist, twisting it, putting the other manacle on his second wrist and he falls to one side. You see him now struggling, even though he can still um, move. He's on one knee beginning to stand up, but his wrists are shackled. You see he, the ends of his fingers have these uh, these little like thimbles on that seem to be designed to create a little um, spark. Um, they fall off and hit the ground and he seems to be upset about that. Blood continuing to run down his body. Now it seems like a lot of blood. Um, but he's shackled. He doesn't seem to be entirely out of the fight, though, as he begins to stand up again. Do I know if the wound that I have caused is a mortal, like, hit that he's going to die from this? I'm going to say because you have mending, you can make me a roll to determine whether you think he will die from this wound. Okay. An eight. Um, I don't think you know. I think you're pretty sure that if he was left to die, he would probably bleed out from it. But it's kind of hard to tell whether he's dying from it now or it's just a really nasty looking flesh wound that he'll be fine with. He's also very big and kind of muscular looking. It looks like he can take a hit, but still not not 100% sure. Well, if he's starting to stand up, like he's ready to come at me again, does look like just, that. Are you are you serious? Are you, I'm just stay on the ground. Just stay on the ground, and then this can all be done. I can go on my way, and then you can get your shoulder looked at. Roll me another dice. Three. Charges at you like a bull. 
Suddenly he's moving, there's a dung dung, and then you're hit with his other shoulder. It hits you like you've been hit by a horse, and you are flung backwards. You launch backwards, your back striking the ground, your sword um, held in your hand, but kind of making a loud clank as you fall over. He stumbles forward over your legs. Um, it's not pretty looking. He continues to stumble forward, blood running um, out of his shoulder. He moves off to one side of yours, grunting a little bit. Um, you take two damage from that. Can I use my skill overpower? What does it do? You can you use your strength to overpower a commoner or minion within reach. Oh, you cannot apply this ability on bosses. So is that? Um, is he a boss? I guess he is a boss. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. No, that's fine. I will. Like, kind of shake it off. Like, two two damage is quite a bit. So I'm just gonna be like wincing a little bit in pain and surprised that he just full-on bull ran at me and i i just i shake my head and i pull my sword up and i'm just gonna i'm gonna like aim for its neck and try to you're going for a killing strike here i have this conflict but it's happening so fast, and I'm in survival mode that I bring it up and I, I bring my sword down. All right, give me your attack roll. Eleven. An eleven is the awkward one, I think, where you're partially successful. Oh no, it's just a full-on success. You accomplish what you were trying to do without any compromises. Um, if you're dealing damage, you deal the standard amount. Um, you bring this sword sideways, flat. You see him kind of turning around. He brings up a hand. You shave off three of his fingers at an angle. It goes up. He loses part of his index finger, which previously had the thimble on it, then the middle finger, and then the finger next to that. And then the sword lodges into his neck. Um, he is still alive. Um... As your sword hits what feels like um, uh, just a, a fleshy stop, he brings his hands down, his eyes widen, blood suddenly pouring out of his fingers, then blood gushes in a kind of horrible mess out of his neck. He grabs the sword and pulls you towards him. Roll me another dice. 13. A 13 is um, a success. He reaches out for you and you avoid it. What do you do in return? You look like he was just going to grab your face and, and bring your face into your own sword. Is what he was doing. Leave, like the sword is like in my hands. I'm just going to lean very close to his face. I killed a god. Don't make me kill you. And I'm going to pull it out and... I'm going to use Mend on his neck. Okay. Um, what does Mend do for him? Gives him 5 HP. Okay. How does it look? Because it's kind of well, hard cannot... to do a Mend in the middle of battle. What are you trying to do? Well, 
it specifically says you cannot use this during combat. Yeah, so you I can't, think... but it, if you're making a gesture towards something like that, that mm -hmm. might be it's... anchored in. It's like the magnitude of what I'm actually doing is hitting me, and I'm thinking, I don't want to kill this man. And so I start, I pull my sword out quick and start applying pressure to the wound on his neck. Okay. Um, roll me a dice. Sixteen. He grabs the back of your head as you're doing it. And he goes to headbutt you, but then you see him kind of Wait, pass out. He can't because his hands are handcuffed. True. But he's grabbing at you. It doesn't okay. matter because he passes out. He falls forward grabbing at you in a very sort of violent way. As you're applying pressure to his neck, he suddenly <laughs> collapses in front of you. Two of these bottles roll out from his pocket um, and then a pool of blood begins to spread out. There's a bunch of people around you that for a moment just kind of stop and then suddenly half of them start clapping, half of them start moving away, half of them are kind of horrified. You can hear lots of different things. A bunch of people saying, Who is that? That's a tawny knight, that is. She's the greatest fighter I've ever seen. And then you also hear people going, Oh my god, she just killed an Inquisitor. Oh, we're all fucked now. What is this? What's going on? Someone call the, call the watch quick. And you can hear just a chaos. Bunch of people clapping. Bunch of people terrified. What are you doing in the middle of this circle? There are still bits of fire around you. And lots of blood coming out of an Inquisitor. Is he dead? Um, he is not dead. No. Okay. I'm going to tear a piece off of my my coat and I'm going to I'm going to fashion like a tourniquet around his his neck not to choke him but to stop the bleeding and I'm going to stand up and one of the people who's clapping I'm going to grab their arm. You got to keep pressure on this. Get him some medical help, um please. And then I'm going to search his pockets. Um <laughs> somebody just does what you say. Yes, ma'am. And they just start doing absolutely Someone not what you ask. It's terrible. Um, they're just, just trying to do what you, but you can see that they're freaking out. Their hands are shaking. They have no idea what they're doing. You, um, begin searching his pockets. Give me an, a dice roll. I was going to say an investigation check, but we're playing quest. Eight. An eight. You start looking over the stuff in his pockets. You find, um, an area in this robe where there's definitely stuff inside the robe. But there's no way into it. There's a secret pocket, but you don't see the opening to the pocket. Can I tear it with my knife? Yes, you pull out a knife and start tearing the um, pocket. Inside of it, you find a small pouch that seems to contain gold. You also find a very small-looking Inquisitor's notebook. Um, not too dissimilar to this one. Um, the one that Reginald has been using. Um, flicking through it quickly, you can see it's all in Inquisition script. Um, you find three rings that look like rings that would fit on this particular tiefling's hand. Um, and you find a very strange looking device. It looks a little like a pocket watch, but immediately you realize it is not. Okay, so I, I grab all that and um, hold it in my hand and then I'm going to... Just quickly pat down his body to see if there's any anything else that I should 
He's got a bunch of Molotovs. He's got um, a bunch of things. You can find like six boxes of matches in another pocket. Um, you find that he does have another dagger on him. Um, that's about it, I think. Apart from the little um, thimble clickers which are on the ground nearby and the set of manacles. I'm going to take the matches and his thimbles and I'm going to stick those in my other pocket because he should not be allowed to throw Maltovs in the city. Yep. So I'm going to take those and then um, I'm going to make sure that people are doing what I said and getting him medical attention and then I'm it going sort to... sort of looks like it. They don't okay. look like they know what they're doing. This is just like serfdom, the peasantry. They don't, they're kind of trying. There's okay. a few people I... panicking around you. It's going to be fine. I gave him fair warning. I just, you got to put pressure here and I grab some of their hands and I start showing them how to, to do this. On uh, one on the shoulder. Uh, okay. And yeah, you come grab right. this, put this on, yeah. on the neck. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Hold it. Just like hold that. it tight. Yeah. All right. Don't put, put pressure there or all right, choke. Yeah. All right. Don't kill me. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah all well, right. I'm not going to kill. I'm yeah, not don't hurt me. He, please don't hurt me. Oh, please. He attacked me. Yeah, 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 I had an yeah, argument with my Mom's a word. I won't tell him. I won't tell him. It was not a good time for us. All right. Yeah. He's just, okay. We'll just put this, put this on there and, um, yeah, it's a lot of blood, isn't it? That's a lot of blood, isn't it? You reckon he's dead then? No, he's not dead. He's got, and I feel his pulse. He's alive. Yeah, he's alive. He's fine. He's he's just, this is the thing. Like I said several times, if he could walk away and then he didn't. And so now, you know, he's got some really big wounds. But look, he's got burns and oh. other scars. So yeah. it seems like he's got a pretty good resilience to things. So just just get him to a doctor. Yeah, that's okay? like he's got resilience to swords. Yeah, you're, you're going to be fine. Hey, all right. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, all right, you don't need it. Okay. <laughs> and I, I stand up and I, I notice that some people are afraid of me. Everyone's afraid of you. Some people are afraid of you in a, like a your Batman way, and some people are afraid of you in a this is a crazy murderer that's just killed a CIA agent in front of us way. But everyone is afraid of you. I'm just gonna say he's fine. He's gonna he. I think he's gonna be fine. Uh, there's a doctor on the way. Hey, um. And I, I look down at my sword and just see the blood all over it. Um, I have an appointment to get to. Um, they, they they are putting pressure on the wounds, and I just slowly back up out of the crowd. Um, just... Fine. Just... All right, thank you. Um, I, I got a... I got a meeting. Um, Y'all take care. And then I'm going to turn around and just, like, pull my hood up and try to wipe my sword off on my pant leg, which is darker, so the blood can come off, and then... Disappear into the crowd? down an alleyway and try to take right. the back road. Vanish. And you vanish, leaving... Um... Inquisitor Bob bleeding out in the middle of the street um, after a successful combat. And that is where we're going to switch over to our, our crew who are on a ship. We have our three party members on the Hortensia, a cargo ship. It was heading from the um, giant lands to Alexandria, but got waylaid due to what is most likely an Arcanite um, engine or some sort of magical enchanted engine that broke down, leaving them stranded. It worked out perfectly for you to board and take passage. The three of you have been... 
Um, I think relaxing a little bit. You've been eating. I think somebody made some tea. And there are two young-looking monks next to you wearing kind of wraps and um, silver and white gray wraps. Um, young-looking, maybe early 20s. They may be a little younger, but they're both in what seems to be very good health. They seem to be very fit. They both have staffs um, that they seem to be capable with. Um, they re endlessly refer to Suna as Mwalsh. Um, and uh, there are a couple of drawings next to you guys where you're sat. Above you, there is a Kenku sitting on a large piece of marble in the lower, lower decks, basically the hull of this ship where you've been placed. You are realistically just cargo with the, uh, the group here. And what are you all doing? My uh, seasickness worn off from last time. It has, I think, yeah. Okay. I mean, Good. It, 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 this wouldn't be too long after the last time we saw you, though. So sure. It's up to you how much yeah, you so want I've it to be affecting you. cake and goat's milk and some fiery water and uh, stuff in my tummy, and it's all found a magical mixture. Um, so I'm probably just looking to Suuna to see what we want to do, if anything, with this information uh, that we gathered. So I'll just say... What do you, what do you make of all this? I mean, they, I think they want to come with us. Oh, yes. They want to protect me, I think. What do you think? I think I don't know if I can bear that responsibility, but I suppose I have to. It's the least I could do. Honestly, I don't know how you'd stop them. They seem pretty eager. Well, I'm sure I could just tell them. You don't think they'd just follow? Maybe. I mean, it depends on... Depends on whether they want to listen to me or Savras or... Or... I don't know. It's weird to me that both of you have seen things. And it seems since. I haven't been able to see anything. I haven't seen anything more. Look at this. It's kind of cute. My little arm sticking out of that tower there. <laughs> I suppose it is. I even got the feet on either end. Yeah. Yes. I wonder. I wonder what it means. Well, perhaps we can uh, find a translator here. I think some of the crewmen are from those lands and might be able to help us understand each other a little bit better. That's true. And I just kind of cast a glance up toward the stairway that leads toward the uh, upper decks. We're, we've been told to stay down here for a while. Has that while passed? Yeah, you it's it's you were told to, told to stay there for like maybe half an hour. It's probably been about an hour since you got on the ship, maybe two. 
Perhaps we can go get some fresh air. I know I wouldn't mind. Sure. I'd, I'd join you. Sure. Uh, Hippo, would you care to join us? Hmm? Join you, join you for... Fresh air. Air. Hey, sure. Sure. All right. Are you sure? Because you can sit here and mope if you want. I'm going to take her arm and start walking toward the uh, stairwell right. so that we're a little ahead of him. And uh, I'm going to whisper, you know, I've, I've been wanting to talk to you about him. He he seems a little lost. Yeah, d- yes, I imagine so. We, b- we both are a little bit, but that's just, a, that's that's our relationship. It's how I let him know that I see him. But I mean, you've seen him kind of just like staring at the floor, and yes, he's just—is he? Does he get like this, or is this N- never? Yeah, I just thought I'd mention it. I don't don't know him, so I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means either. But I just—I don't know how else to to tell him that I see him and I understand. I... I... I don't... I don't want to say too much, but I've... you know, observed some things. And I think... I... I can see that there's a lot of emotion in your relationship, but I... I feel like there's a lot unsaid. Maybe, maybe you two need to have. I'm overstep. I know I'm overstepping. I just maybe, maybe, maybe just a little bit. You know, this <sighs> isn't this isn't like you know the the stallion novels or anything like that. Okay. This is okay, complicated, and know you know people are. have histories, and I've been reading them to you. I, okay, okay. Uh, gotcha. I, just thought maybe it could help because he anyway what do you want me to do i i just seems tell like... him tell him chin up chin up Ippo. everything's gonna work out well tell him how you you just told me how you felt about him a little bit and i don't well he he knows i don't think he does i i don't know i don't know i it's just feel like there might be some things unsaid here. I appreciate your insight. Uh, for, for what it's worth. Anyways, I, sorry, I have uh, to stay focused right now. I can't I, I understand. I, worry about someone's feelings. I, I have... I, I have a lot. Okay. I, I think... Okay. And I'll just uh, keep keep heading up. Yeah, you guys head upwards. Um, and the three of you going up, or just the two of you? I think he was following behind. Just the two. Oh. Um, you didn't go, sorry. No, I, I'm gonna try and fix my my gun a bit more. Make sure it's working properly and stuff. Just. Yeah, you head up. Um, onto the kind of um 
open um, second uh, floor of this this ship. The not quite um, in the hull, not quite up on the um, uh, the top, but you see um, two or three people moving around here. It's no different, really, to the cargo area that you have below you, but there seems to be other cargo here. This is where they seem to have more valuable items. What was down below was just kind of um, relatively raw chunks of marble um, that still seem to have like parts of the uh, mountainside attached to them. Whereas here you can see that they have other valuables. It seems to be crates and kegs. Um, you can see that they seem to be transporting all sorts of extras, small things like furs, um, and it's just laid out relatively neatly, but not entirely neatly, across this um, this ship. There is one fellow that you can see there um, that you recognize to be Wayne. He's sort of tightening up some of the straps that are around some of these cargo um, pallets. You can see that he has no idea that you're there. He's kind of just whistling to himself. Um, you can continue going up. What is the cargo? The the stone, right? The main cargo seems to be um, marble. The, the giant lands have a very specific marble. Um, it's a strong stone, but also it's just kind of one of those things that all the um, nobles, and I imagine that Cairo would be more well-versed with spending time in a larger city, but Nobles will build statues and buildings out of giantish marble, um, and it can only come from one place, and that's the giant lands. It just seems to be that you're on a ship that maybe cuts, but certainly transports this um, particular raw resource. However, you can see that clearly that they're doing some other... There's probably some trade going on between Daedon, which is where you're headed, and whichever port town in the giant lands you came from, since I don't know if you know. Um, so there is, there, you can see that there's a lot of other cargo here. It's most, they, they're just boxes and kegs and crates, but um, you can see that there's more cut stone up here. You can see that the kegs have what is most likely mead and wine in them. The rest of the boxes are varying different sizes stacked up. Um, it's a pretty open floor here. You can see pretty clearly it's well lit compared to downstairs where there's just one lamp um, and uh, at either end you can see that there are uh, uh, cordoned off areas behind doors most likely to be quarters but I don't think you know do you suppose they <clears throat> do you suppose they all speak giant they've been working there Excuse me. The one person who's here suddenly turns around, kind of startled at, uh, at the sight of you all. Um, and you recognize it to be Wayne. And he says, Oh, all right. Wayne, nice to see you again. You don't happen to speak giant, do you? Giant? Well, I've picked up a few words, but they're all the bad ones. Right. Okay. We'll be on our way. Thank, thank you. All right. 
Bye. Head on up like I've just dodged the biggest bullet. <laughs> he like he walks after you in that way that people do when you know oh, they're no. going to continue mm. talking, but then you oh, guys no. kind of move up the stairs and it doesn't yep. seem like he follows. Um, <laughs> and uh, close call. Yeah, you um, you head on up. Um, once you make it up to the um, the top floor, I can't remember what the fucking top floor of a ship is. I don't know nothing about ships, and I apologize to Me all either. the people who are getting Just annoyed. The, the top deck of the ship, you see um, that there's a lot more going on. You can see that the crew are hard at work here. There are a few members that you recognize. You can see up on the quarter deck, the captain um, at the wheel. Um, he... Uh, doesn't recognize you coming up. However, next to him is Enno, the kind of posh, tallest, stuck-up gentleman who looks like a classic villain from a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Um, he immediately seems to clock you coming up onto the deck. Um, to the side of you, um, you can see uh, one of the Goliaths. Um, there are two Goliaths on the ship, one with kind of pinkish, reddish skin, one with grey, bluish skin. Um... The grey-bluish skin Goliath is next to you, um, quite close, but he's dealing with a bunch of rigging. You can see him in his huge form, pulling at a lot of these very thick-looking ropes, um, pulling something tight to do with some rigging that's running up the side of one of the masts. Um, and as you step up onto the de deck, you're also hit by a pretty strong wind and that strong sea-salty air. There is... Um, uh, just an, a flat, open ocean. It's very clear, relatively um, uh, warm, considering the cold of the open ocean. Um, and uh, in the distance, I think, behind the ship, you can just about make out Yoskorin, um, this kind of island. But it's pretty far now as you're um, heading out into what just looks like an endless open blue. Thankfully, it's... Pretty calm. I think sometimes a lot of moments in my life are like Yoss Corrin there. What do you mean? Just out of you. Passed me by. I don't think like that. We've got a lot ahead of us. Perhaps you do, dear. Perhaps you, you do. Well, should we ask one of these fellas what mulch means? From above you, there is a sudden cry out. Oh. Um, you hear a voice. All the way above you, there is a fellow in the crow's nest who you hear in the distance say, Oh, but you look at that! Look! That's an owl! That's an owl out here! Hey! And I make a few clicks to get uh, Keepy onto my shoulder. Is that your owl? It, yes. Hey, can I borrow sorry. the owl? No, you can't borrow. Can I look at it? If you come down here. I can't come down there. Send him up. He can fly. No, I... No. Oh, he can adorable. fly. What? You know how long it takes me to climb down compared to him flying up? Well, what do you want with him? There is... Um... There is a, a large grumble from next to you as the Goliath with the kind of um, blue-grayish skin with lots of tattoos and scars turns these kind of full white eyes on you 
and says, Do not listen to him. He is oh. not all in head. <laughs> I'm not oh. all in the head. You're a Goliath. You're made of rocks or something. I come up there, I kill you. Okay? Oh. Oh, I all right. pull off your ears. You'll pull off my ears? You'll never catch me. You're slow. You're old. You're fat. Not fat. Muscle. And they begin to just have an argument. Oh, right. I kill you. Come on, Anne. Come on up. I climb up now. You begin hey, hey, shaking look, 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 at the rigging. Just, just, well, uh, excuse me. Uh, perhaps now's not the time to kill anyone. Ah, little one. Welcome to ship. Big giant hand lands on your head sooner. Oh, oh. And then he uh, ruffles just... your hair like a pet, oh, like oh, an oh, animal, okay. like a, um, you might do with a dog or something. And and I, I have to say, because I I feel very different and weak and feeble, I probably for a moment think he's going to crush me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Thank you. Um. Uh. Per perhaps. Uh. Could I uh, ask you for a favor? Uh, I'm assuming. I'm assuming he speaks giant, right? I'm not just making the wrong assumption you can here. Make an assumption on that, yeah. Okay. Uh, there are some people that I met uh, down down below decks that speak giant, and I, I don't. Mm, you uh, have trouble, I, little one. I've so much. I help you. So they small. give you trouble. Yes. I come down. Yes, I could. Yes. He's okay. Oh, they're, they're not giving the, us no, trouble. No, Even I, littler I, one. The, another hand comes over to you, Kyra, and ruffles your hair as well. No, no fighting trouble. Uh, t t talking trouble. I need to understand them. Oh, I w no good at talk me. Well, the, they don't you... want to fight. We just need a few words. What's Molsh? I just kind of blurt out. Molsh. Yes. Molsh or Molsh. That well, one. The second one. Walsh. 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 You are here Walsh. with Walsh. No. Uh, what does Walsh what does that mean? mean? Mm. Who says this to you? Mm, the no. people downstairs. Does it matter? Yes. Mm. Uh, somebody please. young or somebody old? Somebody Someone young. young. Ah, then it mean mother. Oh, man, you were right about that. This owl I can eat. What? Yes. No. No, oh. and I I just kind of leap back. Uh I don't I don't look behind me. I don't know what's behind me, but I leap back. I give you, uh, I give you uh, this. He reaches back and he, he begins rummaging through some items that are on the deck, and he pulls out what looks like a harpoon gun, a very old-looking thing, rusted on no. the edge. No, you have this. I have no. a nice no. owl. No, you're not eating. This is not just an owl. This is my friend. Oh, okay. We know it then. No, not ever. Not. When I'm here or not around, I'm never... No. Okay. No. Not food. Not food. Hmm. Can someone tell him this is not food? It's not I food, you big lumbering twat! I come up there. I get you. You have to come down some point. Yeah, you're not gonna catch me even if I come down. You're big. You're old. You're slow. <laughs> Do I have to worry about anyone else wanting to eat? Keepy, is this like a thing here? Me know it. You say no, me know it. Yeah, you maybe, but what about your pal over there? And I'll look at the uh, the reddish-skinned mm. fellow. Him. 
Nahid plant. Uh, does he talk more than you? Hmm, yes. He can read. Oh. He's very, yeah, um, smart, so but he's not as strong. <laughs> he's small and weak. You are small and weak. You are small and weak. Yeah. I come over there, I crush you. You can try. You always try crush me like stone. You cannot even crush stone. I crush stone right now. He reaches down, picks up a stone and throws oh it like God. a bullet. It hits the other side of the ship. You hear the captain at the back say, Um, do you mind, um, not throwing rocks again? The last time it really set us back quite a lot of time. You shut up, old man. I eat you. No meat on ship. Bring meat to ship next time. You have meat, little one. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you. Okay, you give me meat. I keep you safe on ship. Give what meat? Any I think meat. They want. What meat? What do you bring to ship? Oh, well, I have I have jerky. Do you like salted meat? Yes. Well, you can have some uh, jerky. It's 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 in Give. my bag. I don't think I brought it with me. Okay. It's it's I can bring it back to you. Tell you tell you what. Yes, you bring. Is that all right? Dealing with some rigging again. You bring meat. I keep you safe on ship. Great, thank you very much. Okay, you don't go near dwarf. Right, that's the second time I've heard that. Don't go near dwarf. Dwarf's a bastard. Yeah, he very much is. He was holding up the captain when I ran into him. He's very oh. dangerous. Yeah, we don't want to go anywhere near him. Uh, my uh, lady, my lady, that's oh. a word. Hide me. Captain says. Oh, I I hide behind. <laughs> I hide behind Cairo. I'll pretend to be like fussing with uh, with Keepy. Is she hiding? Yes, I think she's hiding, Captain. Oh, is she hiding then? Well, you said I'm you were going sure. to get jerky. Let's Captain. go. Let's go downstairs. Oh, but what about the the other Goliath? You're I'll, 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 I'll go get him. Okay. Okay. You going downstairs? Yes, I'll go back downstairs. You head downstairs. Actually, I just sit on the stairs for a minute and catch my breath. Okay, Kyra. I'll wait gonna, for Kyra. Uh, Hurry over to the reddish, giantish fellow. Yeah, he's like moving stuff around. You can see him lifting one ridiculously heavy thing to the other side of the ship. He's just moving up and down the deck. Um, you kind of intercept him at one point and he looks down. Ah, uh, your hair same color as my skin. Well, oh yeah, kind of, kind of is. Mm. Hey, say, uh, you seem busy, but, um... Well, there, there's some people downstairs that's... He grabs uh, one of your ponytails and lifts it up and smells it. What mm, Okay. Mm. What? I trust you. Why? You smell like uh, ocean air. Yeah, uh, mm. that's... I've been... He's good. Yes. Ocean open. Is. Open person. Open. Yeah, thankfully flat today. Mm, your hair anyway. the same color as my skin. Good omen. We will but be close. Oh, oh. He reaches down, puts both of his enormous hands on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Are they cold? Are they dry? Are They're they damp. Salty. They're damp. Mmm. Nice to. I'm Cairo. I, mm. I blurt out. He stands up very straight and then kind of bows down to you. It's still kind of... He's still towering above you. They're like maybe about eight feet. He says, 
Me, Zenobio. Zenobio. Mm. Hmm. That's uh, that's a nice name. Mm. Uh, Zenobio. When you have a minute, um, we could use some no. translating help. Oh. What? Mm. Hmm. I am sorry. You are uh. not my type. No, I don't. No, I don't. You don't understand. I know you will take offense. They no, teach I me don't your ways. My cheeks just go bright red. We can no, be friends. He puts well, a hand on your head again. It's really heavy. But I wasn't. Shh, now. A giant hand touches <laughs> your finger, touches your lips. I understand. Compared to your people, <laughs> I am magnificent. And yes, I am romantic, but not for you. Not for, for me. You are That's not a fighter, I can tell. That's a shame. I'm not. I'm definitely not a fighter. I'm not a fighter. You have bird. I have, yep. This is for food and, uh, or for keep? For, for, who is, what is with the owl eating? I don't, that's not where I come. We don't eat. You say he's him. My friend. He's my he friend. He will eat anything. No, keep all away not from him. Gonna eat keepy. And the old man. Uh, keep the, the old man, man away from him. Why? why? He will why eat the old man. Okay. This is. Do not want to let. More flesh information than I was. Can Can I ask a favor? It's not romantic. I can I a favor. Of course. I uh. <clears throat> Me and my friend, uh, we could use some help downstairs. You see, there are some people who speak giantish, and uh, and and we don't. And, and and I've heard that you're kind of bookish, and you're yes, certainly. Yes, I can read. Chatty. It is true. Hello. So if uh, when you have time, I understand just on the you are in awe. Deck, I am. But again, I cannot accompany you below decks. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we could bring them up stairs. I'm just gonna. I most certainly will not do that with you here. No, I don't. In front I, of the crew. But I, I wasn't. Oh, he will. He will. Don't worry. Keep pushing him. Keep badgering him. I'm just going to. I'll see you in a minute. Yeah. And I. Feel my arm. Probably. What? <laughs> Feel it. Uh, Stronger than stone. But warm. That is. With a beating heart inside. <sighs> you see, I can keep you safe. I'm strong, I, but I have a heart. I have soul, unlike him. If you are to choose either of us, I would let it be known. me, but not this. Okay. Um, Unrequited love is your destiny. Yeah, I, it seems so. Seems so. I, I will, I'll see you in a minute. I like your pointy ears. He turns around and picks up a keg. Starts moving stuff around. From above you, in Elvish, there is somebody that shouts down and says, They don't know nothing, right? They think they know stuff, but they don't. You understand? It, yes, I, I, I right. mean, I think... They, they're like trying to be like us, you know what I mean? But they're like, basically, they're just savages, they're just golems. Yeah, you know, we just use them to lift stuff. That's a little rude, but I, he definitely got the wrong idea. No, that's about... all I think about. All day. Food. Fucking. Food. Fucking. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Anyway, you want to come up to the crow's nest? I don't. Yeah, I did. I. We can. All right. Thank you. Anytime. I, day or night. I do. I do appreciate the the offer. I'm just gonna. Uh... Yeah. And I. <laughs> I turn. And go back to Suuna. Yeah, Suuna, you're sitting on the um, stairs. Um, yes. You can hear this all going on upstairs. You hear the back and forth. What are you thinking about? What are you feeling? Oh, awful. Uh, I was expecting that word to mean anything but what it, what it actually meant, and it, it really hurt me, actually. I'd like to not talk about it. Ippo. Hello, Dex. Yep. What are you doing? Well, um, so that, that the first night we spent on our way to Tease, and I tried to have fixed my gun then, because I had a bit of an issue with it. Mm. And if it still had problems, I'd just be tinkering with it now, sort of, but also kind of keeping an eye on on, on Tia and Veraz and seeing what they're up to. Do you have the ability to fix your gun? Well, do, do, depends on what you mean by ability. I mean the ability to fix your gun. Well, I, I can mean one of two things. Like, have I fixed? Do, do, do I? You tell me. Do you have the ability to fix your gun? Oh, right, yeah. yeah. It's the only gun I've, I've had, and so I've had to fix it here and there, and in various ways just, just normally it's tightening screws or or you know just touching up the wood a wee bit maybe replacing a, a bit on it but yeah all right roll me a dice to see how well you do a job here while um, okay. you've been on the ship starting to look well, into this a 10 a 10 is i think a partial success you um yeah. i think what you do is you you get it working, but you mm -hmm. have the suspicion that you either need some speciality parts to really replace it, um, the, the pieces of this that broke. I think you had an issue with some part of it, some sort of firing pin, will need to be yeah. replaced, but you, it does seem to function for now. You're going to need to probably pay a horrible price to replace the piece um, you also know that if you do use it and it breaks again, aka you roll a one, it'll probably be permanently destroyed until you replace the part. Right. Which you can probably get in Daydon. A relatively decent port city. Yeah. Well, once I've kind of made sure that part's as good as I can get it, I'll probably... <sighs> I'll look over at that young Varai's fella and just... Um... Veraz. Hello. The two of them were kind of having a conversation of their own for a moment. It wasn't like mm. uh, you were interrupting necessarily, but while you've been doing your thing, they've been having a small conversation. They seem to be kind of animated. Um, when um, Sauna left, it, there seemed to be a kind of back and forth between them, uh, an animated conversation in their language. Um... It quietened down a moment. Um, the two of them look kind of tired now that they've settled down and relaxed. It seems as if maybe they've had quite a long journey or they seem maybe a little stressed out. 
Um, maybe they haven't slept, maybe they're hungry, but there's an element to them that you recognize as a just a very low-level exhaustion. It's not anything necessarily to be too worried about, but you can tell this that both of them look quite tired. One of them looks at you when you mention his name, um, and he yeah. says, um, uh, bo- um, Hello? Hey, that's pretty good. Hello. Um, I, I I point down at the picture, the, the one with the torn card on it. Mm, Morsh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not happening. No. Mm. He points to his own head and points to his um, comrade's head. Yeah. And then says, mm, "Durn esto." and then points at you and and, and then points at his head again and then points at you I I, I don't know I I grab my gun and point at my gun and then point at the drawing no he seems confused yeah if the drawing things are still there I'll, I'll I'll just I'll just draw on a wee bit of paper, just just the card. It's not a very good drawing, so I'm not an artist, but just the card, but not torn. And I'll put that over the top of it. The boy's eyes kind of widen a little bit. He turns to the girl, and they have a brief back and forth. And then he um. Closes his eyes, but then he points to you and opens his eyes again, then closes his eyes and then points in the middle of his head and then touches you on your head hmm? and then touches the card. First, I asked. I, I don't know, but there's. I, I take the paper, the, the, the drawing away again, and I point at it with the torn one, I shake my head, I point at me and Put the nocturne one on top of it, and then I nod. Uh, they both look very confused. Hey, I tried. Hey, hey, you, I point to both of them. <sighs> yeah. Let's see if they know what that means. They Come do. On. They, there we go. they, one of them nods, the other one shakes the head. Right, right. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, we had a wee pot gone for the, for the tea, so I'll just, I'll get some, some sleepy time herbs and stuff like that and make them a tea with that. Above you, the Kenku is watching everything and leaning over the side of the rock that he's kind of made his, um, perch in and he says, oh, you're not going to get them to say anything. They don't know what you're saying, mate. Right, but you, you don't you don't always need words to communicate. You know. Yeah, it seems like you do. Oh, you're right. It would be handy. I would. We'll, we'll make do, eh? Just ideas. What's the plan then? You're gonna rob them blind? No, 
No. I don't like they got much on him though. I think Rob the halfling. There's an halfling over there. Look at him. He's got more stuff on him. Well, wait, I am not the really the Robin type. You see, I'm more no, of. me uh, neither. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm a bard. Sure? Well, what yeah, I do I'm is I go to taverns and I play songs. And then they give you money. That's right. Sometimes they give me a place to stay. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's good for you. We can split it 50-50 if you want. What? Well, I'll creep over there. See what I can find. You creep over there, see what you can find, and then we'll divvy it up. Wait, I don't think... Let's put a pin on it. Maybe later. Let's not do it in the first. Maybe we'll... I'll let you know... The night before we dock, how about that? Yeah, what are you doing coming from Yoskorin anyway? You ain't a gnome. <sighs> you soon wake that? What is that? No. Where's that from? Uh, I might, well, we, you know, I've... You sound like you're from Dandro. No, is it not I'm, from Dandro? No, I've been about and, you know, do, do things blend and mix and you... you I, so, for, for many years I didn't talk to anyone, you know. Yeah, you've got many years on you, know. How old are you, 100? No, much less than that actually. You know, it's just it's, it's oh, that it's yeah. that your scoring like sunshine. Less than hundred. No, I'm only sixty. Sixteen? You look like that? Yeah, well, yeah, I spend a lot of time out in the sun. And what are you a human? And... You're a human, aren't you? Yeah. All right. I thought you were a dwarf. No, I'm not that sure. It's, it's the angle you're at. You're just you're only seen. Yeah, well, you'd look like shit at sixty for a dwarf. I see. So I don't look that bad, all things considered, eh? Nah, you still look like shit, mate. Hey, you're an arsehole. That I am. You want me to play you a Aye. song? Aye, how about that? Alright, I'll work on one about you then. Let's see what I've got. What's the oldest song I know? You don't You don't know anything about me, though, do you? So. Well, I don't need to know much about you, you're old. That's just a song about being old, then, isn't it? Right, yeah, but if I learn a load of stuff about you, it's a waste of time, really, isn't it? I might have a good song in me, you don't know. Alright, I'll play the music and you sing the song. No, I don't think so. Why don't you sing a song about yourself? Well, I'd love to do that, but I'm not that interested, I'm afraid. Well, you're quite interested, I'm sure. I'll sing a song about... What about... A song about the Darklands? Sure. Alright. And the Darklands! And he starts singing a song. Yeah, I'm going to nip a long to that halfling just real quick and just uh there's a halfling I mean, so with like a couple of, of bags but he's kind of laying he's set aside from you the furthest than anyone was down here mm -hmm. um he doesn't seem to have been interested in anything anyone was doing but he's kind of laying on his back he seems to be kind of snoozing at the moment i'll just give him a wee prod i think it's important he knows that you know, excuse me hello there hi sorry just thought to let you know. Apparently, you're you're quite a tempting target for people with sticky fingers. Am I being robbed? No, 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 not by me. Just you know, I overheard someone mention that you look like you've got nice stuff or something. So just keep an eye. You know what I mean? Oh. Sit with one eye open, or even if you want, see if you're near us. Oh, right. There's a group of us down there. Yep. Me and an old lady. And a young girl, and then two monk folk. They'll keep it. They'll they'll look after you. Okay. Just if you, you want. So you're not robbing you me right now. No, do I look like the robbing type or something? Oh, I don't know. 
Well, see, that's the thing. You don't know what the Robin type looks like, oh, so you yeah, need to be extra careful. That was I the point. Understand. I thought you said that. Yes, very well. Right, just be safe. I'm just getting you ahead. I'm being friendly. Yeah. Don't know if that's coming across. Yes. Well. Right. Um, okay. Thank you. You're welcome. We're doing that at the other end. Me and the old lady, and the two monks and the young girl. Right. You want me to join you? What? Just if you if you'd feel more safe with a group of people. Oh, I, you know? I feel perfectly safe. Well, I see. I'm saying that you shouldn't necessarily feel safe. Oh, look at this. He holds up a gemstone inside of a, a gold ring. Oh, you see that? The magic amulet. But that's not, that's not going to do you any good. Well, watch. Go ahead and try and punch me in the face. Are you sure? Oh, yes. I'll go, how about I go for a slap instead? Doesn't matter to me. All right, then. Like, smack him right in the face. You smack him right in the face. He yes. launches, like he falls off of his bags. He rolls across, the amulet rolls oh, across the ground. Oh! oh how did you yeah. do that? Wait, wait. Well, if you're a wizard, you've got to tell me you're a wizard. No, no, there's... I didn't say see, cast a spell and then... I didn't, I just, I just used... Ow! Wait, wait, see, that's the thing. That's no good. Ow! A... Am I bleeding? No, no, it's just... It no, was I understand just, uh... I asked you to do that, but I, I was yeah. just trying to demonstrate the power see, of this amulet. Right, see, that's the thing. It's actually, see, I overheard some of the... Some of the crew speaking. It's that see, this just looks like normal marble, but apparently it has magic dampening effects, so no magic works on this. Oh, for fuck's sake! I know they should have told us, but don't. Sorry, we're getting passage, so let's not. Complete. Oh, is that going to so swell? You, well, no, I think it'll be alright. See, that's why I did the slap and not. If I, I imagine, I think I bit I my lip. Yeah, you were kind of. I bit uh, my fucking lip. Stop talking, right? So, do you want to come down with us then? We can get you some tea. Tea? What is that going to sting, isn't it? Oh, see, it's a, a, a probably. This fucking you know, thing always works. Yeah, see, this will work. As see, it's the magical damn. Right, well, fuck this marble. ship. Yes, I'll come and sit with you then. There we go. Yeah, well, can you take that bag. Take that bag there. Don't look inside it. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's nothing value in there. It's just got my dirty underwear and things. You understand? Been on the road for a while. Right. Well, I'll be down there. You bring your bags. All right. I'll settle down over here. Right, you just. I'll grab his bag for him. Jesus. And that is where we're going to go to our break. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to go to a short break here while, um, <laughs> while Ippo cleans the blood off his hand. I'm kidding. <laughs> hand probably stings, though. Um, we'll be back in a few minutes. Um,. And after the break, we shall return for the interrogation of Mr. Bo Bobo. Thanks so much for watching. Somewhere in an unknown location very likely nearby Bologna. Oh, Bobo, you awaken with quite the headache. Where am I? You are naked. 
Yeah, what? Oh, that's why it's cold. Um, but... Hello? Where are my clothes? It is dark in here. Um, utterly and completely pitch black. Um, however, you can see a little. Um, there is a very, very small room around you. It's maybe 10 feet by 10 feet. Um, the walls appear to just be kind of, uh, stone rock like you might find in a cave. Um, though they seem to have been smoothed a little. Um, there is no, um, distinct kind of flooring or anything like that. Your arms and legs are shackled to chains which are about maybe three or four inches long and then nailed into the walls. You're uh, not like starred out, but you are in a kind of position that leaves you kind of open. Um, There is a distinct smell in here of copper and what can only be described as urine and feces oh. it smells yeah. really bad yeah. um ahead of you just barely through your um dark vision you can make out uh, a doorway a very kind of flat square looking thick oaken door with reinforced steel around the edges um and that is it there doesn't appear to be anything else in here whatsoever Take it, I can't really move around much, can I? Not really. You've got a couple of inches of movement. Well, I, I guess I, I'm gonna make a lot of noise and get some attention, so I, I just start banging my uh, my my arms against the, the wall so that the chains uh, make a lot of noise. Is anyone out there? It smells really bad down here, and I'm naked. I'm cold. There is a minute or so that passes before you hear the jangling of keys. You hear a lock unlock in the doorway, and then another, and then another, and then another, before the door opens a creak. You can see now, um, and it's probably quite bright, um, light spills in from a... from a torch in a sconce on a pillar outside of this doorway. You can see that outside of the door, there does appear to be kind of um, stone slabs. Like this does appear to be a hallway that isn't, you're not just in a cave necessarily. But it's kind of hard to make out. And a figure moves in. It's the same figure that we saw pick you up on the street. This fear bulg, relatively um, short for a fear bulg. Um, probably five something, but still short for a fear bulg, um, relatively thin for a fear bulg. Um, and he no longer has the robes on. He walks in in um, a relatively plain tunic, rolled up at the sleeves. He has two things, one um, a, a, a kind of satchel that's, that's um, uh, wrapped under one arm and then in the other arm he holds a pr- pretty thick book, similar to the larger book that Reginald um, has been carrying around over the last week or so you've spent with him. He turns around, he closes the door behind him, he puts the key in the door, turns it halfway and leaves the keys um, where they are and then turns to you. He 
drops the satchel to the ground and it makes a kind of metal clank as if there's bun a bunch of metal items in there. Um, and he opens his book and says, I suppose you know why you're under arrest. I, no, I actually have not a clue in, in, the, in the world. You, you seem familiar. Um, are we really going to go around this over and over again? Are we talking about the time I pickpocketed, um, some, some fella on the, down the street? Is, is that what this is about? I can't tell if that's an act or not at this point. You've been playing the long con. I beg, I, I beg your pardon? You know, and I know, this is nothing to do with your pickpocketing. Well, I, I can't help but notice the, well, the book you carry is very much like the one Reginald has. Yes. Would you two happen to be friends? I like to think we're friends. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, well, he'll be happy to know we're, uh, we're kind of working for him right now. We're supposed to be looking for a doctor. <laughs> and yeah. You're kind of keeping me uh, from that, buddy. He's kind of working for me. What? My name is Inquisitor Worston Redbloom. So, was, was this a trap? We wanted to see what you would do upon your well, return. We were looking for him. For who? The doctor. Yes, the doctor. The good doctor. Yes. Well, we found his office. And it doesn't seem like he's been there a while. I don't care about the doctor. Well, then why did Reginald send us to find this doctor? We were hoping that... You would do something, something that gave us any clue as to why, or maybe who you are. Uh, well, I'm Bo Bobo. It's nice to meet you. Uh, I'm usually a bard playing my lute on the streets. Okay, seriously, what 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 is what am I being arrested for? Drop the act, Bobo. It's not an act. Give me one good reason not to just walk out, never come back. Oh, I, I don't know why you think I'm putting on an act when I'm clearly exposed. I am butt naked right before you. I, I seriously have literally nothing to hide from you. Let's see. You've given us no reason to believe anything other than the fact that you are, or were, in league with the Dragonfly crew. You're either one of them, or more likely, what? seemingly, as the only survivors, the ringleaders. Right? That's what I'd say. Okay, look, listen, I think maybe you had the wrong bow-bobo or something. Maybe I, I, I've been with only three others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and you vanish just in time for the end of the world. And return just in time to wonder at your work. Is that it? No. Uh-huh. Or, what, you were misled? And now you're scrambling to understand how you ended up working for a uh, cult? Wait, 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 wait. I, we work for no cult. I work for no cult. I... Were you tricked? We, Who was it? Huh? Tall looking fellow, triton looking. Perhaps it was Geo. G no. That name mean anything to you, Mr. Bobo? Uh Geo, no, I can't say it rings a bell. Well, either way, it seems that you're guilty of the genocide of Again? celestial beings and mass murder on a world scale. Beg your pardon? I... no? Mr. Bobo, you're... possibly one of the most wanted people on the planet. One of the largest crimes ever committed. If I, not the I, largest crime ever I, committed. I, I, and you wonder I, why you're shackled to that wall. I'd like to think I, I saved you all from the snow. You saved us from the snow? Yes. You were the kill confirmed team, weren't you? No, you, what uh, you conducted some sort of ritual to whisk yourselves off to the other planes and mop up whatever the machine didn't kill. Ritual. And you come back and then you claim uh, you were going to try and stop it. Is that right? Look, this is going to sound super weird. Uh, we were chosen to participate in this race. It was like a, a game for the gods, and we were their amusement. And this thing became far greater than we could have ever imagined. Yes, we have half of your account. This child story you've spun in this scroll. It's not no child story. I'm telling you, it's the truth. Well, here's what I think. I think you succeeded. I think you fucked us all. And, uh... Well, I can't really say we su succeeded considering well there's no magic now yes perhaps you weren't planning on that well we didn't know what would happen i'll take the real story now mr bobo i i, th I, I don't understand why you don't think that this what i'm telling you right now is not the truth were you ever on the ship with the others? The ship? No. Did you conduct the what, ritual? What ship? I remember being on a on a flying unicorn, sir, but no ship. Very well. If you're not going to be forthcoming, we've run I out of time. You, dying probably sounds like some children's book, uh, you know, but I'm, I'm telling you, it's the truth. I'm rather busy. There are more of you out there. Your what? friends oh. and the co-conspirators. I shall get the whole story. You're not getting a hold of them. One way or the other. No, you you have me already. Okay? I'm going to leave yes. this bag here. He kicks what? the bag and a bunch of horrible looking tools fall out. Medieval looking torture equipment, pliers what and things. The? Next time I come back, 
You're going to meet some of my friends. No, hey, I, I, I will not allow you to do freaky shit to me, okay? You you come back here this instant. Turns I... around, heads towards the door, unlocks it. You may have a very influential father, Mr. Bobo, but even he can't help you here. Good day. He turns around, opens the door. There's a light that's quite bright. He closes the door behind him. Locks six times. And leaves you in the dark of the dungeon. Well. Anything you'd like to do? Can I try and reach the, the bag of torture devices with my feet and maybe, you know, uh, kind of maybe, I don't know, I, I doubt I could hide them, but maybe at least I can cling on to them so whoever comes in and uses these said things on me, I can at least, you know, fight them in a way. Yeah, roll me a dice. Okay. Three. Oh, Three. No. They are so far out of your reach. Like, he didn't just leave you with a bag of tools to free yourself within reach. No, you can move your foot two or three inches away from the wall. At max, two. they're like several feet across the room by the door. I'm screwed if... if... You know, it's something else. You really need to pee. Oh, no, really? Are you gonna make me do this? You're gonna make me pee in front of everybody? I'm already exposed. You're gonna make me do it. You don't have to. I can switch scenes if you'd like. Frick it. You know what? I can't hold it in. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna whiz right here. In fact, I'm gonna try and aim for the bag so that they don't want to touch it anymore. Roll me a dice. All right, come on. Boom! No! <laughs> no. You mostly pee down uh, your own leg in doing so. You oh. kind of fling yourself forward, and yeah, pee goes everywhere. Absolutely no. everywhere, and you get a bunch of it down your leg. It's now dripping no. off the bottom of your foot and your own toes. No. But you feel relieved. Yeah, I, I, I do, but at the same time, I... I oh. I couldn't aim. Damn it. I just hope the others are okay. And they're safe. And we're going to switch scenes here. We're going to return to Bologna's Midtown-ish with Aura. Where are you headed off to after your encounter? I'm no longer heading to the Inquisition. So I take a minute in like a quiet alleyway to kind of get my bearings and my thoughts together. I think like the shock of everything that just happened probably starts to wash over like I just fought an Inquisition person in the middle of a market. So... Going to Reginald doesn't seem like a safe choice. And I, okay. 
I start thinking back onto like going through the market. Like, did I steal something by accident? Like, did I grab something? Did it fall into like my bag? Like, why did he come after me? And at this point, I start worrying about if the others are okay. And I guess we have bond and it says you can now sense when your partners are in danger, even if you're separated. Do I get any vibes that anyone else is in danger right now? Roll me a dice. Okay. 15. You get the sense that you're all in danger. Okay. There's a, probably a relatively overwhelming sense of anxiety and paranoia, maybe, that hits you as you, the adrenaline come down from this fight, as you kind of maybe lean against a wall in a very dim alleyway, the sword next to you kind of bloodied. Um... As I have these thoughts racing and thinking, oh... We're not, none of us are safe. I'm like trying to wipe the blood off, but then I slowly stop and I leave the blood on my sword and throw it over my shoulder. And I'm going to head to the Inquisition and sneak in. And I'm going to take Reginald cap like captive is my goal. I'm going to go try to kidnap Reginald. Okay. Hmm... So you start making your way north, um, using as much of a discreet um, pathway as you can, I assume. Are you forsaking um, speed for stealth? Yeah, at this point, because I didn't kill who I don't know is named Bob, but I didn't kill Bob. I want to not put myself at, at risk of being in another situation like that. Okay. Um, it probably takes you a long time then. I think we're probably looking at maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes as you're moving extremely cautiously. I assume you're checking rooftops, you're checking every corner before you dart from one alleyway to another. It's probably difficult to get your bearings. You've never been to this city um, for longer than a few days, so having an understanding is crazy. It's like being dropped in the middle of New York and just being told go to you know the statue of liberty without any maps or any anything and you just have to figure out your way through manhattan um but slowly but surely you head north it's it's a lot easier to do than any other specific location because you know that you pretty much have to head towards the fortress which is relatively obvious to find because it's up on a plateau um towards the north so you start moving forward and it again it takes you maybe um 30 minutes 40 minutes before eventually you get to the area you recognize to be the Inquisition headquarters, a flat square of a building, a cube, um, gray, boring, indiscreet, just kind of hidden uh, or discreet, hidden amongst a bunch of other relatively boring in terms of architecture buildings. Looking at the open 
doorway from a hidden position. Um, there seems to be no change. It's a there's a few um, steps that lead up to a large double door that leads into that open plain hallway with all those locked doors that lead to many different hallways. And you've seen into a few of them. You know there are upper floors to this place as well. You know there's a huge library at the back. For the most part, Reginald would always meet you at the door. If he didn't, um, somebody would come and fetch you and take you to the room that you guys were using to study from. Um, and Reginald would mostly be there overseeing the stuff. He didn't have an office necessarily. He didn't. You never saw him coming or going from the building. Um, but as you look towards the uh, the building from your position here, you don't see him. You don't see anyone, in fact, going in or out. That's not uncommon either. You only saw a few people the entire week you were there. Do we know, like, does he live in this building? I don't think he gave you any information. And maybe now when you look back over the week, anytime you probed him for information, it would always just be kind of vague things. Oh, I live nearby or I live in town, you know. He would say he probably mentioned that he was born here and he's from here. Um, but I don't think he ever gave you any specifics. So since we've been here a lot, like using the library and being shuffled from room to room, can I argue that I kind of have a good idea of how the hallways are laid out and where there's shot like shadows and dark that I can maybe start moving about and listening for Reginald's voice? I think you, you, you can, yes. But you also know that Reginald would unlock doors nine times out of ten. It would often be... Um, almost all the doors appear to be private rooms um, that you would be taken into. Um, and he would pull out a key for each one to unlock them. So even though you kind of have a decent layout of the main few hallways that you were using and the library which sits at the back of the main hall, um, you also know that there are a lot of locked doors in those areas. But yeah, so I'd say I'm, you, in terms of layout, you do know. So I guess as I'm thinking about that, I'm wondering if that's a good plan. Have I seen Reginald use this front entrance as like a way that he leaves to at the end of the day, or...? I think you've seen him use it, and you've also just seen him vanish, essentially. Like, it looks as if he... there are other entrances or exits. I think my first thing to do, because I think it's the safest thing, is to lay low in a dark place by the entrance and see if he comes out yeah roll me a dice damn a triumph um i'll roll one dice here as well you find a position off to the side and it's it's not an excellent position to spring on somebody from, um, but it's a fantastic position to survey the area, and most importantly, the main entrance way. Since there is like a large set of stairs that lead up, or steps that lead up to the entrance way, and then there's just kind of a flat opening to this stone entrance, um, you're down the steps, but you can see up and into the um, into the entrance way. There's a 
small kind of alcove just kind of off to one side on both sides of this building between this building and another set of buildings um there are bushes and um uh just a lot of darkness and shade from the buildings around and it's very comfortable and easy to sit here knowing you're pretty damn well covered from all angles including above um and it gives you a just a dead shot on the main entranceway here um and then you sit roll me a d six six would, would you sit there for six hours at this point based on the literal brutal attack that just happened to me in the street and the risk of getting lost in the labyrinth of the inquisition and getting captured I would wait to to see if Reginald came out first before making a hasty decision to go in. Okay. You um, sit for a little while. Now, I'm going to look up whether you heal your two points back. I don't think you do. When you rest for a short time with no enemies nearby, you regain up to the halfway point of your maximum health points. For example, if you regroup from 3 HP, you recover 2. Um... So do you only recover up to five or you uh, regain up to the halfway point of your maximum hit points? So you don't recover any points of health. Can I ar argue like while I'm sitting there watching that I would use my men skill? Yes, you can do that. So I'll spend one point just so I can get it full, um, full health. Yeah, there's a point maybe an hour into this when you're calming down a little more on the... Um, the pain that you're feeling is uh, less um, something that you can actually mend. You feel like maybe you've got a cracked rib from being hit by this huge bull of a man. Um, and you maybe do what you can to bandage it and to address it. Um, maybe you have something to chew on that numbs pain. Um... But there's not a lot you can do, but in terms of mechanically, you recover the 2 HP. You have a sore rib in there. Um, it might be bruised, it could be broken. I don't think you know. The pain doesn't really subside throughout the six hours, but um, sit you do. Um, back and forth, people come and go. Um... In the entire time, nobody enters or exits the Inquisition building. There are people going into all of the buildings around it. There are plenty of people moving up and down. And for the most part, you see nobles, people in fine clothing. Most of them appear to just be kind of going about what seems like a business day. Most people are um, browse-furrowed. Um, stressed looking as you would imagine a government might be after the week they've had um, some people um, come and go that might be vendors of some sort bringing food to this area you see a few common folk but for the most part um, everybody here appears to be kind of upper class noble types people that you probably wouldn't have spent too much time around um, based on their clothing really more than anything else Nobody enters the building, 
until one person exits the building. Um, probably around the sixth hour of you sitting in this uncomfortable area outside the sun beginning to set um, in the doorway and moving swiftly with a book under his arm is Inquisitor Reginald Sheridan. So, can I deduce that based on the time we've spent in the Inquisition building and how long I've waited here, that they're truly, he might be the only person in the building? Maybe, yeah. Okay. I mean, you haven't I... seen anyone going in or out, but even when you were there for the whole week, you saw, like, they're, like, maximum different faces you saw were five, and you never saw all five of them at the same time. Okay. I see him come out, and I'm going to follow him in the shadows until we're away from the building and maybe in a, a more quiet place before I make my move. Okay, roll for me. Eleven. An eleven. I believe that is on the cusp of a success to accomplish what you were trying to do. You see him leave, and he moves quickly. Um, he's doing the fast walk. Um, his face, when he came out, seemed kind of... Um, stressed i think under one arm is his book other than that his cloak is billowing out behind him um his usual um basic looking clothing um nothing too flashy but it also is clean looking underneath that um you know that sheridan quite often has weapons on him when when uh dealing with you guys he never brandished any of them but he had several you know, back and forth with Ellie about um, daggers and swords um, and even guns at times. Um, it seemed like he was kind of aware of them. And only once did he actually show you that he had a dagger on him when Ellie suggested the weight of, of daggers being important to one thing. And he suggested that um, different weights uh, can be applied for different situations and they were talking about this and that and the other so you know that he has um he is armed almost all of the time but he doesn't seem to be um quite as overly armed as bob was when you were um confronted in the street earlier on um reginald moves quickly he starts heading um uh further north he comes out of the building and moves down the main streets here and you begin to follow him, moving stealthily but quickly because you have to, because he is surprisingly quick um, in amongst all of these people, just shifting in and out of groups of people. Um, they almost don't notice him. He becomes difficult to even track as he starts to just move and dive between street to street, but you're able to keep up with him. Um, once or twice, maybe you lose him and take a guess, and then you spot him and catch up. Um, he takes um, an odd route at first out of the um, area that you were in. Then he stops in the middle of a crossroads at one point. He looks up. He looks down. 
He looks behind him. It feels for a second like he looks dead at you. And then he looks over to um, another side. And then he darts into an alleyway. Um, as you push up towards that alleyway and look down the alleyway, he is gone. The alleyway is very long. Um, and it begins to move upwards. You're also at the very northern end of the city. You're about as close to the fortress as it gets before you're in a relatively open um, stretch of land with only two roads that lead up the plateau and then some large steps um, and then the fortress itself. Um, but he, in the back end of the buildings here, he moves down one of the final alleyways. You don't see him at all when he heads down. Do I... Well, I'm going to look down the alleyway and see if he himself has put himself in a secret hiding spot. So I'm going to look, for, I'm like going to duck down and see if his feet are anywhere or if I can catch like a movement in the shadow or something. Yeah, roll me a dice. 17. 17. You look down this alleyway, there doesn't seem to be any sign of him at all. Um, you give it a, you maybe poke your head around the corner discreetly a couple of times, no movement before eventually kind of committing a little more... You look down this alleyway, there's a decent enough amount of light that you can kind of make out all of the shadows. There are two or three doorways that seem to just be on the back of some of these houses. Um, there are maybe two or three kind of old crates and kegs that just seem to have been left out to rot, rotten wood. Um, the end of the alleyway is far, too far away for him to have made it without some sort of a aid in magic. Um... You can deduce that he's not there, um, and that either he went up by some ridiculous feat of climbing, which would be pretty difficult as you look up, you can't see anything, um, or maybe he went into one of the doorways. I'm going to look on the ground. Is there any, like, sewer or anything like that? A sewer grate? No. Okay. Then I'm going to haste... Not hastily. I'm still going to be as quiet as I can, but I'm going to go to, like, each of the doors and try them. Yeah. Um, roll me three dice. Okay. One, fourteen, thirteen, nineteen. All three of these doors are locked. Um, the third door you come to, and all of them are quite near the entranceway here, um, the first one you gently try just to see if it will open. No luck. Um, it doesn't even budge slightly. The second door moves, but doesn't fully open. Um, it actually opens enough that the door comes out, but you can't see through the, the crack. The door is just pulled outwards before it's locked on some sort of catch on the other side. Um, the third door, you uh, try, and it is locked, um, but you catch a sound from behind it. There's someone in this building. Can I tell if it's his voice? Or like something? You can hear someone moving around in the room. Probably not directly behind the door, but close. Okay. Um... It sounds like a fervent scuffling as well. Is it a fervent scuffling that I've heard him do before? I don't think you know. Okay. I'm going to look down the alleyway. And if there's nothing else that I'm seeing, 
I'm going to try to pick the lock. And do you have any lock picking tools? No, but I have a knife. You're trying <laughs> to like pick I've, the lock I've with a knife. A, I've seen Ellie kind of do it. So I'm going to like take, not with the knife, but like I've seen her like, so I'm going to try yeah, to Ellie use... with her years of lock picking training. <laughs> but I'm desperate. So yeah. I'm going to take my, my little knife out and I'm going to try to like stick the little tip inside yeah. the lock area and quietly try to unlock it. All right, roll me a dice. 11. An 11. It's a success. A success that you know this is not going to work. You're just kind of jamming a knife into this thing. You're moving it around before you realize that even if this lock has tumblers, which you're not sure, this mm. knife is too large for the for the small, which it isn't too small, but small lock. This isn't going to work. You do it successfully in the sense that it's quiet, though. You don't make a lot of noise. The scuffling continues as you pause just for a moment. Every now and then you hear footsteps move across the room. Um, but yeah, there, there's no way you're going to pick this lock with uh, with the knife. Right. So as I'm like jamming it in there and be like, oh, this is not going to work. I, I put it down and I stand up and I want to use something called sneak attack. But what I'm going to do first is knock on the door and say, delivery and then i'm gonna stand aside from the door and wait until whoever opens this and i'm gonna spend a point to inca incapacitate um the person by touching one of their pressure points they fall to the ground unconscious for 10 minutes or until they are harmed okay uh roll me a dice for the the deception the, 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 the knocking yeah Okay. I give you the... Okay. A seven. A seven. You say delivery, and I think it sounds exactly the way that you just said delivery. And that's a seven. Um, you say delivery, knock the door, and the scuffling stops on the other end of the door. A few moments pass, and then you hear footsteps moving towards the door. There is a jangling of keys, and then it stops. On the other side of the door, you hear, Delivery of what? Is it is it Reginald? Yes. Okay, I immediately go like, oh god, this is him. Uh, it doesn't- it doesn't say! It's- it's from the Queen, it says it's urgent! A delivery from the Queen? For me? Oh, oh yes, is this Reginald? Y yes. Oh yeah, I, uh, I, I don't really know. They don't tell me much. They just make me deliver stuff. Roll me another dice. Okay. Um... 17. 17. There's a jangling of keys. Um, the door opens. Um, and, but it doesn't open up. It just opens and then just swings open a little. Okay, so, like, 
when you're at a hotel and it has like the chain, is it kind of like that situation? Yeah, it would be like if um, somebody unlocked the door and then just step back from it and the door kind of swings naturally open a little, like a few inches. I'm going to, I'm still going to be like to the side of the door. I don't see him, correct? Correct. Oh, so I, I, I need you to sign for this. Um, sign for it. Yeah, apparently it's really important. I need you to sign for it. The queen's going to be like, did it get there? And then I'm going to be in trouble. And then they're going to cut my head off. And it happened to my friend Johnny. And I just I just need you to sign for it. Because there's a lot of consequences. These are important packages. Oh, very well, yes. Do I need to bring you a pen? Oh, no, I have one. Okay. Yes, just open the door. No, sir, I'm not allowed inside. It's policy. I can only... You have yes, to you don't come need to come inside to, get... to open the door. You can open the door. Well, I don't... I, this is really odd. I've never had somebody not open the door for me when I do deliveries. All right. Well, I've got nothing better to do today, so I can sit here until you open the door. You can get back to your deliveries. Sir, I would really like for you to come out and sign this for me, please. I mean, it's... It's, it's just... It's an easy thing. Just open the door. Come sign for it. No response. I'm getting antsy. Sir, are you still there? Sir, I mean, the, I I don't know what this is. The queen's going to be real upset. Do I hear any scuffling? You hear nothing. But I didn't hear him scuffle away. No, he did not. All right, then I'm going to just take a second and listen really closely to see if I can hear him breathing or hear any sort of sound at all so I can kind of get a feel for where he might be. You listen very closely, trying to get a feel for where he might be. Give me a dice roll. 13. 13 is a success. You can hear him. He's behind you. And that's where we're going to switch scenes. Back on the Hortensia. No, that's all right. You can you can stay with her there. I think we're all a little bit concerned. We're, we're worried. Behind her? The, um... Hey, Joseph. Ship. Sails ahead this very large cargo vessel um an odd kind of caravel um with a very flat top um is now out in deep ocean um nothing but blue all around you the sun beginning to set very clearly um and uh top decks some lanterns are lit you can hear the continual banter between a lot of the crew members um the group of you have all been below decks i think for a little while here when a familiar voice shouts out and says um all right our love uh which one of you's the cook oh oh uh, 
that, that, that's, that's me. That's me. That's, that's, how yes, dare I am, you? All right, which one of you sat <laughs> talking? Uh, which right. one of you sat we, then? We, right, which one of you? One. Come on up. Here. Right, and right. I well, try to get up hurry. as quickly as possible. Hang on here, only this ain't a single cook. No, listen, you're going to make everything way too spicy and then everyone will have the shits for the whole ride. All right, well, you, but I know, I'm not going, you're just trying to steal my secrets, I know your plans. Fine. I'm not, uh, I'm a very here. good, I'm a very good cook and I, I offered, that's what yeah. I offered to do. That's so me, right. it's me, thank you. Do you, are and you I'll, going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I take my bag with my spices and everything, and I'm just trying to quickly go and yeah, I can cook. At the top of the stairs is Wayne, and he waves at oh, you as you shit. head. All right. And uh, what are you cooking then? Come on. Oh, right. I'll show you up to where we do all the cooking. I wouldn't quite call it a kitchen. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you. Oh, it's a uh, right shit hole. It is. Okay, well, you know, we can maybe we can maybe we can make it work. You know, the only person oh. who actually cooked something nice was Enor. But Enor's a bastard and he won't do it anymore. Why won't he do it anymore? I just don't think he likes it, you know. Being ordered around, he's sort of in charge. Oh, right, but ordered around to cook food. Yeah, he likes it when we cook it for him. Don't think he's got the palate, but he's quite good at it, you know. Oh, Okay, well, what did, what did he normally cook? What does he like? Well, when he once did it, he did it, it was, uh, he lost a bet. The only bet I've seen him lost. And, and the wager was that he would have to cook? Aye, yeah, cook us up some meat, steaks. That's not very much of a wager. Cooking's fun. Aye, not for him, no. I guess not. Uh, but what did you usually eat? What did he usually cook? What do you have? Oh, us, we normally have potatoes. Just, just potatoes. Uh, we bring in potatoes and that most of the time. We just cook them up. One of us just takes a chance to boil them. And that's 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 it. You just you you have boiled potatoes. Yeah, I think the captain's got a secret store though, in his room. Well, I'm not going in there. It's fine. Right, I'll nice cook stuff. up what you normally have. You know, right. We got well, potatoes I'll... up there. We got some uh, some old oranges, but they're going a little fuzzy. Oh well, we definitely don't want that. Okay, well uh, I can make up potatoes. That's no problem. I just wasn't sure if you had anything. I else. don't Maybe put the I oranges could... in there though. Well, of course not. Right, you don't fuzzy. want to be cooking that. That would be nasty. Yeah, it would be not potato nasty. Potato, what tastes like would... an orange? You might as well have an orange. Right, Wayne. Could you do me a favor and tell me if you have anything other than potatoes? Do you have any meat or anything? I could make a stew. Rabbit. I don't know. Well, want me to go and look? Could you check? All right, I can go and look. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Let me show you the kitchen, though. Great. All right, it's up here. He takes you up okay. to the middle deck and starts heading down towards one of those areas where the uh, the doors were closed. He um, pushes open one of the doors. It swings very loosely on the hinge and clacks really loudly against the uh, the bank. He doesn't seem to notice, and he moves in. There's just a really simple-looking, strange stove. Um, there's uh, some kind of logs that look like you can burn them. There's a cauldron of sorts. Um, there are like three sacks of potatoes. They look old and tough-looking. Um, you can see one uh, kind of a half a barrel, which has a bunch of oranges in it, but there's only like two or three oranges, and they're basically green. Um, he... Oh. Looks okay. around and says, No, nothing in here, just potatoes. 
Okay. That's I think we right. ate all of it on the way over, right? Okay. Didn't pick anything up on that. What's that gnomish place called? That's great. Uh, you're scoring. Could you please uh, pick up the... Weird being the... around them, let me tell you. I spent all my time around all them big folk like the Goliaths and that. You know, I saw a storm giant once. Really? Could you, I, I think could so, you tell maybe, me about or maybe. the storm giant when you I think it was a oranges. storm giant, but... Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I just saw a lightning struck a big tree. Now, Wayne, I need to work. Can you please pick up those oranges and go take them out and bring me a bucket of water, please? All right, yeah, yeah. What do you want, seawater? Uh, no. Do you have any fresh water? Aye, we got, we got that, aye. Okay, just a little bit, just a little bit of that, yes. I, I How much is a little that. bit, though? Uh, like, um, you want me to throw the oranges out and fill that up with lots of water? That's a lot of water. I, it is a lot of water. I, I need quite a bit. And also says you have to crew, reuse right? the water. I don't know what that means. He wants me to reuse the, the water to boil. That's no problem. But I also need to wash them. They look fil they're filthy. Oh, you don't need to Can't wash them. This. No, it'll be fine. Okay, how about you we just We wash them in seawater because there's salt in it. It says oh. the salt cleans them. Okay, well, that's wrong. So, um, that's So do you want one bucket right. each? Uh... Each for what? For each potato? Are you no, insane? one bucket no. of salt water and one bucket of clean. Oh, sure. That'll work. Well, it's That'll probably not work. that clean. We used it a couple yeah. times. Okay. And could you, could you, um, on your way back, tell that old man I need his help? All right. I, wait, which old man? The one who was with me. The other cook. Oh, not old Norris. No, the man who was right next to me, who also uh, No, you don't want old Norris cook. to cook nothing. No, he'll fall asleep halfway through it. No, definitely Burn not his beard off. His name is Toby. Toby. All right, yes. was he down there? Yes. All right, I'll do that, aye. So you want one right. bucket each? One bucket each will be fine, thank All you. All right, and the old man? Toby, yes. Isn't he supposed to be helping us clean? Which one's helping us clean? I have no idea. Yeah, That's we've got to get on with that and all mine. while you're cooking. All right, I'll go do that. He wanders off. Um, when he wanders off, uh, there is a knock on the door. Toby, is that you? Come uh, look at the state of this kitchen. I don't know how I'm supposed to do anything in... The hello captain pokes his head around oh, the doorway. Oh, oh. Uh, hello there, my lady. Hello. Just uh, potatoes. Yes, I heard you were cooking. Yes. Um, Don't suppose you have any, anything other than potatoes. Yes, I do. I I've got some stew. meat in the bedroom. Oh, wonderful. Uh, well, if if you'd like, you can bring it here, and I can make a stew for everyone, or perhaps just for you. Well, I don't mind if I do. He walks in and turns and closes the door behind him. Um. A stew just for me. Uh, no, I thought you said the, the 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 meat was in your bedroom. Well, it can be here if you'd like. Oh, oh, no, I meant to eat, for everyone to eat. Oh, you want actual meat? Yes. Oh, my apologies, I spent too long on this. Th these bonds, these wretched right. people, they're terrible, terrible people, you have to understand. Everything they say is I nastiness on the brain. Nastiness yeah, all the time, yes. No, it was just a right. silly joke, really. I wasn't quite... That's, that's okay. You know what? Um, I'll, I'll give you... Uh, I have a book that you might quite enjoy, but uh, now's not the time. I, I definitely need to cook for everyone so your your men can actually... Yes, I do ship. have some meat, but I really don't want the crew to know that I have it. So you're going to have to bring it to me, and then I'll cook it I'll cook it with you if you'd like. I, I have the ability to cook in my own room. I just 
I say, oh, very nice potato, and I, I take a bite and throw it over the board, and then I go and eat by myself overnight. You could you could very discreetly bring me the meat and no, I will no, no, cook no, it for you and say that I had it. These monsters, they're terrible. Okay, well, sure. I'll, I'll bring you your dish and then you can uh, cook. Have you seen Dozzy? Separately, Dozzy, who's that? That's the terrible dwarf. Was uh, trying to kill me. The one who killed? Oh yes, that that one. No, I haven't seen him. I figured Nobody's it was probably a good him. idea to stay away from him. Since he's been on board, well, we really do need it. If you see him, please do. Um, did you send him up? Yes, I'd very much oh, wait, like to read he, that book. He said the, the Navigator, right? Well, it's actually in my book here. Um, you know, I've, I'm missing the third novel, but I have the first two here. That's very interesting. There you are. Yes. And what's it about then? Nautical oh, experiences, adventures. Filthy sex. You'll you'll like it. Should should help. Hmm. Uh, yes, very well, my lady. Great. I think I. Okay, I'm. Am I'm going to cook up now. What you're putting down, and. Uh, with the book. Oh, yes, I can... You're going to read the book. Read between the lines. Oh, no, there's nothing between these lines. Just just the book. There should be more between the lines. No more between the lines. I would just imagine. the book. Okay. Yes? Thank you, Captain. Very I, well. I, I'm going to get to cooking now. Yes, I'll go and take a page out of this book. See what I can learn. Oh, for Christ's sake. Good day, Captain. Uh, good night. He uh, heads out. Below decks, Hippo and Cairo. Oh, God! Wayne comes down and shouts, Is there an old man down here? Look at Hippo. Looking for an old man. I don't see any old man down here. Just... I, I think he might mean you. It's just the, the gray. What did you see? What did it's... you see? Oh, it's just the gray in your... That's that's from stress. No, I. Not from age. Just wait, mean. Yep. <clears throat> what do you need an old man for? All right, our uh, our love. She can't cook. She says she needs you to do it or something. What'd I tell you? Hey. Oh, that doesn't sound like Zuna. Uh, just be ca be careful. Be careful of what? Uh, nothing. Right, right, well, you, you be careful as well, and keep an eye on that halfling fella, he's... You know, somebody smacked him earlier, so don't, that's a bit, you know, just keep an eye on him so it doesn't happen again. Mm. It's a bit of a sore face. Okay. Right, I'll be up, we'll probably see you for food. Sounds good. Alright. Alright, uh, you show me the way, young man. Alright, eh? Yeah, you're slow like an old man. That's why they call you an old No, I had man, some things know. to take you of me. You don't <laughs> look that things. old, really. You know, you just yeah. look like... Stressed. Dirty. Uh, stressed, eh? Right, come on then. Let's go and have a little look. She's down there. I've got to go get her two buckets of water. But you you right, best so you go that. all the way down there, right? All the way down there, right? Yeah. Alright. Wait, but all just just that way. I straight down the end there. She needs help. Can't do it. Really? Can't cut potatoes. See, that's the thing. She talks a lot of talk, but she doesn't walk a lot. Aye, right. Then people what don't shut up. You know, hey, I hate that. Okay. You're trying to get on with stuff. People don't shut up. Wait, I, know, I didn't mean like talk a lot. I mean she says things. Yeah, no, she's enough matter, doesn't she? She's enough matter. I got stuff to do and all. Alright then. Alright. You get the bucket, so she'll. Yeah, does that gun here. work? 
It does. Yep. Yeah. yeah, let's have a go. No. Yeah, let's have a go. Come on. Yeah, no. Yeah, she can no, cook sorry. potato. Come on, we're going to have a quick shoot. No, no, no. Let me see I, if I'm I can under... shoot. Where's that owl? No, 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 no. You don't want to shoot that owl. No? Oh, oh no. What's it for? It's for killing people. Oh, that owl? Yeah, it's a, it's a killer owl. It's trained. Okay, now. All right. Yeah, be careful. Be careful. Hey, anyway, you grab that water and I'll... Yeah, all right, I'll go yeah, get the buckets of water. Yeah, can I have a go a bit later, though? We'll see. All I'll right. have a think about it. Aye, all right. I'll yeah. take that as a yes. He's walking away. Yeah, I, I head down. Hey, Sarah, you, you down here? Oh, yes, yes, I'm, I'm over here. All right, hi, hello. I heard you can't cook. Oh, I just need help washing potatoes. You can sit down there and um, start... Peeling them or whatever. Well, sit down then. I, I always asked to come and cook because you couldn't, so maybe you should do the washing potatoes and then I'll start getting Well, the I'm also going to be washing potatoes. We have to wash them before we cook them. Right, and I'm just waiting for the water. Just sit down then. Hurry, right, fine, I guess all potatoes and. <laughs> what else are we doing? Just potatoes? That's all they have, so yes, we're just doing potatoes. Gee, but we're on a boat. Have they not been fishing at all? Catch no, I, couple... I, I guess not. I guess they don't know what they're doing in that regard. <laughs> I mean, potatoes are good. We've got we've got some spices and we've got some herbs. It'll probably yeah. be the best potatoes that they've ever had. Do you want to put some of the red wrapper in the captain's portion? Just his portion. Maybe. Yeah. Um, do, do you want to uh, talk about what's bothering you? Bothering I'm fine. Yes, all the moping and the... No, and the... I, I, know, I, was, <laughs> I was... I was doing the calculations for, for rifle repairs. You need to take your time and You think it through, you can't act rashly or it blows up <laughs> when you try and fix it. I'm, I'm already, you know, I'm, I'm, it, it's, um, uh, it's been a long time since I've you know, run into so many people and, and you know, left, left home, I guess. You know, I'm doing it right. And then, then did, did you, did you fix it? The, the, the rifle. Ish, you know. I was good at fixing things, I thought, maybe. <laughs> well, you've always been decent at it. Fixing things, I mean. Yeah, oh. well. It's probably need a replacement part of, uh, you know. If I get a misfire, I'm probably up the creek, you know. Well, uh. I'm sure you'll be able to fix it. I'll be, be, be I'll, you know, see how much a part costs, but... Yeah, well... Yeah. Could you, uh, hand me that peeler there? Aye, sure, yeah, peeler. I'll just use my knife. Oh, it, right, okay. It's, it's, I'm just used to it, you know. It feels... Anyway, um... 
So, you, when was the last time you were in oh, Alexander? Oh, um, oh, 10 weeks ago, 11 weeks ago. All right, so, so back then, all right, okay. Y- yes. Well, remember, we, we did, uh, we were on the, the road, cosmic road somewhere from the tower for about 10 weeks. It's a long, right. long time. But before that, uh, we were there, I think. All right, well. Is the weather nice there? Or... Where? In the co- in the cosmic... Uh, oh, no, no, no. Alexandria. <laughs> oh, uh, actually, I think it rained. Yeah. I can't, I can't recall. Oh, no, it was snow. Snow, <laughs> Can I forget that? Well, it's been a while. Snow. <coughs> Where's that water? I know, it's just... It, it, well, he's probably talking to someone, that one. Um, oh, yes, he, he does tend to, to go on it um, quite a lot, actually. I find yeah, it a little he, bit tiresome. Makes me think about my own yapping mouth, you know. I know I tend to go off, but am I like that? I'm not like that, am I? No, no, no. You're Downstairs, less, um, as we fade out their audio, Cairo is sitting with the young um, monks. I wrote the girl um, has just awoken from a, a nap. Um, the boy had a shorter nap, but woke up and began drawing something a long time ago, just kind of doodling um, stuff. Eventually, he um, turns around and looks left and right, realizes that it's just you there, and he smiles at you quite widely and uh, touches you on the middle of your forehead. Remember, on his forehead is kind of crescent moon tattoo in the same position. He stares at you. Does he uh, hold the drawing? Do I see it? Or just the forehead touch? He just touches you on the forehead. Drawing's on his lap. You can see he's drawn a picture of a person. I'll smile at him and uh, I'll point to the drawing. As you point out, he grabs your finger and makes you touch in the middle of his head. Do I feel anything? I feel a forehead. So I just kind of smile at him and like, <laughs> and then I'll keep, I'll keep my fingers there for a moment so that it's not like, um, you know, snake bitten, like, ooh, I didn't want to touch that. And then I'll pull them back and I'll point at the drawing again and look at him and nod like, you know, can I see? He turns it around to you and says, Morsh, and pushes it out towards you. Um, you look down and the image is of a very young looking Suna. Um, she's quite young. She's got a kind of a thin looking robe, almost like a veil over her head. Um, she's holding a pack of um, cards that are just have nothing on them that seems to be half drawn and um, this depiction looks a lot uh, more detailed than the sketches that he had done 
Um, she has these big earrings in. She has a completely different hairstyle, um, but the face is very, very much um, that of Sauna. Who points at it. Morsh. My eyes go wide, and I... I want to ask how has he seen her like this. Um, but I'll just nod and smile and... Uh, Walsh. He nods and he takes it back. He's not finished. He continues to draw. Um, while Cairo recognizes it as Suna, we would recognize it as Suna's mother, as we oh, met her before. Goodness. Mother Numera. Mother Numera. And that's where we end today's Oh my god. La la la. Yes, there is no pocket with us today, unfortunately. <laughs> she will be returning next week. What was Ellie up to? We may never know. Find mm. out next Chris. time. Um, <sighs> So, oh, I'm gone. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> Katie rolled 24 I, times. No, 19 successes and 3 crits. That's Mental. Insane. I'm yeah. so jealous. Yeah, <laughs> I rolled like terribly so the entire time. Too. Like that battle was yeah, epic because of those it rolls. It was everything, yeah. She just kicked Future aura in. arrived. She has become yeah. future aura. Yeah. While Bo is so tied nice. up naked in a dungeon, not I for the did. first time in his life. <laughs> 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 this time probably unwillingly right um, <laughs> the uh I also enjoyed the classic um female outlook on what it is to try and piss on something in the distance without the use of your hands <laughs> shake it around what do you think was gonna happen um that was uh enjoyable yes um, the interrogation of Bo Bobo will continue next week. Um, Aura gets a nonny moment. Um, I will. <laughs> I would like to just point one thing out, KPP. Sneak attack is once per round when a nearby foe attacks a creature that isn't you. You may exploit their focus. So oh, it was. Well, it didn't work out anyway. It didn't. I got no. so excited when I saw I had that. And I actively I, I used that. it against you because I feel like Reginald would be disappointed that you didn't read it thoroughly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of questions, but I know we have to wait for the answer. So. Um, they're a sneaky bunch. Um, that's the, the Inquisition have been less than forthcoming with you um, in terms of at least kind of everything that they've been doing. You've been being followed the entire time. And I've been rolling for it. Um, and, uh, yeah, the... I think they, they, they give up. They give up with whatever you're doing. They were looking for you to do something that would give them any idea as to why you've done everything you've done and then spun them half a tale that involves being whisked up by the gods into a silly race with these gods that don't exist. And now... They're just gonna they're gonna get that information out of you some other way. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe Aura can save the day. Maybe Ellie's up to something different. Maybe Suna and her whole new gang will arrive just in time to save the day, even though they've got a long time. Also, there's a time discrepancy because the uh, Bologna crew are in, ahead in time. Everything we're witnessing is 
at different times. The Sauna crew of I felt Aura in danger. Yeah, you're four days ahead, now five. Whereas Aura's oh, crew wow. are eight or seven now, eight if we count this evening going over. So um pretty much everything we've seen in Bologna since the time jump of a week um has been a few days ahead of what you guys are doing. Um Right. So yeah, it's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And I'm keeping an eye on it to the best of my ability. I'm a good GM. Um, I've definitely never lost track of those things before and then come <laughs> back to it and gone, oops, what was it? And I'm also trying to keep an eye on Alvin, uh, I mean, uh, Bun's letter to Alvin's status, which is a four-day travel. So, yeah. It's great. I'm so good at this stuff. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. But luckily, I have a wonderful cast. Let's do some shout-outs so people can find where you are in the week um, and uh, what you're doing and when. Let's start. We're going to go reverse order. Let's go with the entortured one, Bobobo. Oh, no. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tisferix. I played Boboa for you today. I promise next week I'll aim better. Give it another chance to pee. <laughs> Thank you so much for the amazing episode, everybody. You can find me here on Twitch and Twitter at Tisferix. Um, The only thing I'm missing for this upcoming set of torture weeks is... The exhaustion Dead. rule in D and D. Oh no! It's so useful in this situation. Maybe I'll invent something in time for next week, Bo. Ooh. Um, okay. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Tuesday? I just saw Mother Numera on a uh, piece of paper pushed in front of me, which Cairo uh, doesn't know anything about. But Tuesday's like, holy shit, dust veil. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited just to have seen that. The weird thing about you and slight <laughs> dust veil spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the D&D that I ran a long time ago that was set in dust veil about a thousand years before this one. Um, your character started out as a Kenku mm -hmm. and was transformed by that wizard into uh, a halfling. That yep. wizard was in a very long-term relationship with Mother Numeran. Do you remember those kids? Yeah. They were her kids. Holy crap. They're like half-siblings to Suna. But a thousand years ago. That's fun, right? Um, Super fun! So there's that whole thing. And obviously you then went on and met her as well. So mm -hmm. she's always there, huh? She's yeah. integral. She's always she's been there at pivotal moments, mm -hmm. watching and observing and avoiding particularly scrutinous eyes including that of the inquisition i think i doubt they have very much on her and if they do i don't think they know what they even know um because that's her whole thing that's literally pretty much her entire purpose um was just this this run down the outfield to score a three-pointer with sooner um, <laughs> and uh yeah but mixed sports reference <laughs> yeah. there i know everything about sports okay and that was a golf <laughs> reference thank right. you yeah that's it's how you get three points in golf <laughs> all right tuesday <laughs> where can people yep. find you what are you tuesday doing Gray, you have a stream yet? twitter um not much for now so just look for me here. we get one can we just like can we do some sort of thing where you start a patreon or fund some sort of just i don't know an office 
Can we buy that's you an asking, office that you drive to the street? That's what you're saying. How much? Really I'm going to look up number. nearby offices to where you live <laughs> in, a, in less of a... Because I know you're out in the middle of the woods because you're a real druid. Um, Fun fact. I started streaming in an office um, down the way from my house, which was my brother's uh, computer shop at the time. There was a brick wall behind me and my first couple of streams were Fallout 4 and I streamed from there for about three months until I got reasonable internet here and then reasonable internet was taken from me. He no longer has that office, but we'll see. Yeah, we're going to get you one, aren't we, chat? Time to start saving up a let's get Tuesday in office fund. Let's get Tuesday. Very similar to my Emma needs a new bungalow fund. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Can you just provide us with a house, chat? Come on, there's lots of <laughs> yeah, you. There's on. only one of us. It's unfair. Emma needs a house, but you know, it's it's the rats too. <laughs> yeah, really, it's just that we need to get a house that's big enough to separate the rats from the demonic dog. Mm-hmm. Um oh, my personal demonic dog. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Zgarikis. I, I played a Bluetooth for you today. It was a lot of fun. Lots of fun interactions. Um, you can find me here on Table Story on Tuesdays, where instead of playing a much older person, I play a much younger person. I play Alexander Pippin, a second year Ravenclaw student at Hogwarts. I have a wonderful cast of friends there, so come check that out too if you haven't already. You can check it out on YouTube and catch up. We've done year one's done already, so you can go catch up on year one. All the shenanigans there. And then catch up and join us for the year two shenanigans, which are heating up. Things are getting exciting. Um, you can follow me everywhere on the internet places. It's Godicus on all of them. I have a podcast, this Godcast. And next week I should be recording one with the very talented Aaron B. Black. Uh. Um, so you can also pick up his new novel. Um, it's out there, Firewall Down. So we'll check that out. Get it digitally or paperbacks and all those things. And also, it's my cat's birthday today. So happy birthday to Gimli. Happy birthday, happy Gimli. Birthday. Gimli the cat. Why not purchase him a nice copy of Firewall Down by Aaron Black, available now on the Kindle. That's Firewall Down. Search it and buy it and support one of our cast members who's on our new show, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, which is on Fridays at 10 p.m. UK, 5 Eastern. This is what happens when I have a day off. Um, I can remember things. You can remember. Um, PB's taking tomorrow off. I am. I don't know, are you? you are now. Otherwise, oh. it's awkward. Uh, well, I'm taking are you gonna make him morning alive? off. Do you want to take no, tomorrow? I, I, no, uh, but I mean, I was going to take tomorrow morning off because uh, Brad is playing one of my favorite games, Beyond Two Souls. So, Damn. yeah, I was going to watch that. All right. And then what are you doing after that and where? Oh, right. Shout out. Um <laughs> Taking tomorrow from you 10 need a day to off tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. No. This episode was just a lot. Uh, it was a lot. There was a lot of laughter, but also I was stressed the entire time with Aura, and I got some Darkfire tournament vibes a bit from there, where I was really excited. I had to put up my standing desk and pace around because I was like, I didn't want anything to happen to her. She was alone. Then Bo gets you know, tortured and I'm just like all over the place. And I think, I think Brad, I said this on break, but I think this was a record. You said one word and I started crying. You got me to cry with one word. <laughs> so that I was wonder a, what that, word it was. 
Yeah, that was a bit intense uh, for me. So yeah, you can find me at Twitch and Twitter at Pumpkinberry. Um, I'm no longer here on Saturdays. Cry for Leech, but she said, so go watch it. It was only six episodes. Um, and then the finale for Gone is on Wednesday. And then oh. you will see me no more, except for Sunday. Here, no, we're kicking you over. off here too. I'm going to be ending this as soon as possible to be rid of you. <laughs> like the goddamn virus you are, Goodbye. woman. Um, yeah. yeah okay. I will. Uh, I will endeavor to force you to take tomorrow off. Then I guess, since you need to relax. And I'm. What if I play the entirety of Beyond Two Souls? That means you can't do I anything else. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. she can't stream. Yeah. Genius. Um, speaking I of genius. Katie, Katie. That's you. Oh, I, I didn't know where that was going, <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to wait and see what happens with this. Hi, I'm Katie Peters Plays. I played Aura for you today. Um, today was fun. Today's a great episode. I, I don't know. Thank you all for, I don't know what to say. Thank you all for watching. Uh, follow yeah. me on Twitch at Katie Peters Plays on Twitter, Play Katie Play. And I'm here for gone the finale on wednesday it's sad but come yeah. watch that yeah I don't um, know. i'm excited for next week i want to know why reginald's breathing down my neck and how he got outside so <laughs> how'd you get yeah, outside? i totally thought you were gonna die against bob too that was stressful mm. that was very stressful because you know that was gonna the, go that way you were doing the traditional aura like i want i want to try to talk i want to talk you down i want to talk it through and he's like trying to kill you and i'm like oh no we had a grim situation here like then oh, he no. tried to like bull ram her i was yeah like, yeah wow. i was very concerned yeah bro is he seemed uh... unstable um, oh he is was, what was <laughs> the the clue him bull ramming you or brad being like you get a crazed feeling about I him i was like eyes. oh no <laughs> so um these are the other members of the b team um, these are the surviving members of the B team, except for Cairo. And these were NPCs that were submitted way back in the beginning so by the original Inquisition. If we had picked some of you these NPCs, You could have been NPCs, playing like, Bob. Yeah, we yeah. would have been playing Bob. And one of our... It could have been Infidelia that was like... Yeah, yeah you could be yeah, just Infidelia coming up against one be. of them. Or oh it could have been Errol Pay, Or it could have been, you know, one of the others. And... Um, yeah, so Bob was submitted by Sammy, and obviously I, I, the same with the B team. I embellished and changed and twisted it to fit stuff, and I had to flesh these characters out a lot, especially for this last bit. But um, really, the only thing it says for Bob is that he's an alchemist, prefers to use bombs, flamethrowers, and bombs. Not kidding, it says bombs, <laughs> flamethrowers, and bombs. Um, doesn't really care about anything serious as long as he gets to blow shit up or burn shit down. <laughs> and half his body's burnt. And I was like, that's that's Bob. And then I rolled to determine which of these Inquisitors went after which of you at the end of the last episode and rolled for Bob to go after you. And actually, it was a decent matchup for you because he uses fire. So that's good for you, even if you get hit by the stuff, which you didn't. And I kind of expected you to wipe the floor with whoever came after you, kind of. Um, Worston was a, the worst possible pick because he's the team leader now. And uh, Worston is a character that was submitted by Piranha Plant. So Worston needs to be awesome. And so that's just a little bit of meta for you there is that Worston is not worse than anyone. He's the best um, because Piranha is a legitimate member of the Inquisition in the real world. 
Um, and I can't just let his character that he submitted just be a flippant thing that was thrown away. So that's why the end of last week we saw Worston was the one that dealt with um, the bug and came after Bo. Bo completely unaware. Worston's not going to just fight you in the middle of the street. So he hit you with like a little and then a little dart in the butt almost. Um, and now you are being interrogated by him. So enjoy that. Uh, it really came from rolls yeah. and also if you want to forward any hatred you can forward that hate mail to piranha plant in the chat um he is a mod though and that's scary the uh the last one was reginald sheridan which was submitted by point um and uh, i won't tell you much about them just yet but he's a human brad what about you where do we find you? thank you so much for watching everybody it's been a great stream <laughs> tomorrow morning 9 a.m. Eastern. Beyond Two Beyond Souls. souls. Twitch.tv slash Bradwater. Go. We'll see you next week for more revelations. We're coming up to the end, but it's not over yet. Don't forget to check out all the other shows on Table Story this week, including our brand new show, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. It's Dungeons and Dragons, and it's the module that came out. Run by Wax Steven. The cast was awesome. They were all dressed up. Uh, it was so good. It was literally it was just so, so, so great. Good. Um, and you can watch the first episode of that on our YouTube channel or in the VODs here if you want to catch up in time for Friday to watch the, uh, the start of a whole new D&D campaign because this one's coming to an end so you're going to need something to watch while I prepare something else in the meantime um, between, uh, between shows. Thanks so much for watching everybody and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye!